What's up, everybody? We are back. Welcome to Real Chronicles, brought to you by CinematicReal.com. I am your host, David. I am joined with today, Mr. Jack Renault. How are you? Good, sir. Good, good. You know, it's been a little bit, uh, but we're back here to discuss who I at least consider to be one of, if not the finest living filmmakers and has been that way for several decades now at this point. Yes, Mr. Hunter Friesen. Yeah, it's been a while, actually. I'm ready to, uh, I mean, it, just like Jack said, there's no wrong answers when it comes to Scorsese. There's different answers, but like, I'm going to feel bad for any movie we put in C tier because there's probably still good movies, but mm. that's the front of it. And joining us as a special guest. I mean, we had originally a different special guest, but I think this actually worked out even better because having Mr. JC here to talk about someone we talk about often on the side and the lackluster responses to Scorsese movies from Gen Z. Um, Mr. JC, welcome back. How are you? Good, sir. Um, very happy you hit me up with this last minute invite. He's my favorite director. So at first I was like, how dare him not invite me from the front? But I'm not mad. But I'm happy to be here especially to speak to some classic films and some some mm-hmm, oh, decent films, but still better than most filmmakers. Best. To my defense... I, I didn't want to have five people on here, so yeah, four is, yeah, is a perfect I'm, I'm number. Here, so that's all that matters. Um, we, we, we have we days need... still. <laughs> so we are here to do the first tier podcast. What we're doing is looking at the entire filmography of what Jack said and Hunter and JC, the greatest living director, Mr. Martin Scorsese. We are going to go through every single film he has ever directed and place it in a specific tier. We are disqualifying his shorts and his documentaries. But in this conversation, if you do want to touch on his shorts and documentaries, feel free to do so because I have seen the majority of his shorts. Um, I have not seen The Last Waltz. I know Jack... We're going to get shit for that. We... we, we... I I have seen the last waltz, but as you can see on the tier list, we have one for insufficient evidence slash not enough have seen. So I wasn't really gonna bother ranking it. But yes. after we're done with the tier list, we're gonna talk about our, our personal own respective yep. top tens. So just might hear the last waltz come up there on my end. Awesome. So we are going to do a couple of tiers. So we're gonna do S tier, A tier, B C, B tier, and C tier because I. I don't particularly think, and I'm glad Jack set it up this way. I don't particularly think he has an F tier. Uh, So the insufficient evidence not enough have seen feels perfectly fine as the last tier. Uh, With S tier, uh, Jack, Hunter, and I did discuss this, JC, and we're going to, rather than 10, it's going to be 5. So we're going to do five S-tier movies for... Oh, boy. What's this Mount Rush for? It's going to be a bloodbath because like at least seven or eight of them for me. So So now... We were like, we could put half his filmography in S-tier. And it's like, well, there's no fun, though. (laughs) (laughs) They all deserve to be there. So how we're... On my end, is like eight. So how I feel feel it's best we do this is we're going to go from top to bottom. 
And if you want to put something in S tier, and then we can go back and do, do. Do we? I was gonna say, do we want to? Are we just gonna tackle this from like a chronological order? Correct. And just, yes. Okay. 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 Yeah. 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 So we'll, we'll kind of we'll, we'll know about still. when we're just gonna be like, all right, put that on up in S tier. Yeah. On to the next one. And then you can I'll actually say. you can put something in S tier, and we can finalize later. So sure. if yeah, you want to, yeah. if mm-hmm. if someone wants to note down any extras we have, or Jack, if you with what you're using, you could put as many as you want in there and then we could decipher towards the end yeah we, okay. we can yeah like i can throw as many of these in any tier as i want we can just move throughout and then i'll i'll take mm-hmm. the final screenshot once we're all agreed upon all right so. perfect mm-hmm. uh all right so let's kick this off with 1967s who's that <laughs> knocking at my door and big lol to jack because i already see where he wants to float this so i'll kick it off with I... you where would you like to put I, that I mean, I was, just, I was just ragging it around because I actually have not seen uh, this, <laughs> this movie. So you guys are going to be the spokesperson for this one. Uh, so that's one for the insufficient evidence. Uh, Hunter, have you seen this? <laughs> I have not. We're, that's the one thing we'll struggle with early. Is there's, I think I'm a little spottier on early Scorsese. <laughs> mm-hmm. A little more spotty. I've seen most, but not all. So... I've seen it once, and I think JC and I are literally on the same. I'm at three stars on this. What did I'm you... at two point five. It's the only one that I'm on the three. It's a student. It's a student film. Like it, it, it has like it basically shows some of his recurring themes, like Catholic guilt and, stuff, and like very tough uh, male fig male leads. But besides that, it's is like like when you say it's a student film, like yeah, it makes sense. And it's funny. This is he starts his partnership with Kaitel from the jump because Hot Cards yeah. Kaitel is mm-hmm. the the lead in this. Lead. So, I think JC. I think C tier would probably be yeah. the best tier. Mm-hmm. So that's we'll put that we'll put that there for now. Depending on how things go, uh, these first two might be the ones that we that I say we maybe put into the not enough have seen. Just because I feel like yeah. three out of the four of us would be a okay. good like a good start for like a consensus. Yeah. But we'll we'll kind of cross that. Get, then, get there especially the, as we go, cause... these two, which not to be mean to him, I don't think anybody's really seen unless you're completionist for Scorsese, for <laughs> yeah. him, which I'm trying to be. So eventually, but they will be the last two Scorsese films I see is the yeah, is yeah. It's gonna be. The, They're not even going to be up your alley. You're going to be like, eh. So yeah. next up we have 1972's Boxcar Bertha. <laughs> this, I didn't, I actually think this is near the, probably his worst movie. I, I, yes, 25 for me. Yeah, I'm at, I'm at two stars on this. I'm not really... There's nothing about it that I really. You're at th- you're at three stars on this one. Yeah, because it's fun. It's it's, it's, him, it's him doing Bonnie and Clyde, but it's like he mentioned in a in a interview how John Cassavetes told him like you spent a year of your life making a piece of shit. Yep. And <laughs> well, it is a it is absolutely a piece of shit. <laughs> I mean, it's not like a piece of shit in terms of like it's F tier level, but I wouldn't put this any i'd actually be content with leaving this in c tier as well not we could actually evidence. just put it insufficient uh, off the bat okay yeah. all right if you want to do that then we could put the first yeah. two in insufficient and leave the tiers. Okay. Yeah. now is where the conversation now the conversations <laughs> begin because the next up is basically what many consider as his breakthrough film uh a lot of his themes are seen starting here and that's mean streets um have we all seen Mean Streets? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I just got around to it. Yeah. So 
Jack, I'll start with you since you haven't seen the first two. Uh, thoughts on Mean Streets and where do you think you'd put it? I, I think you pretty much put it, it kind of like what you were saying with uh, Boxcar Bertha, but in a more more positive sense. This is kind of the movie that, you know, you start to see a lot of his like ongoing themes start to pop up specifically with um, kind of his ideas with like uh, guilt, like Catholic guilt such as that. And then obviously it's the first movie he does with Robert De Niro. Um, yep, yep. So, some great uses of um, some needle drops here and there. Um, that said, it still ends kind of on the lower end um, of just like the middle of it all for me. So I would say maybe like a like a higher B tier, just in the sense of it being such a kind of definitive movie in the grand scheme of everything that's yet to come. Um, I definitely think it ends up more kind of on the the higher end of the middle, so to speak. I tend to agree. I've only seen it once. Um, um, I liked it enough, and I understand how it's important to his filmography. It's I. It's coming out on Criterion in November, so I nice. will be picking that up on 4K. Just as, and I'm gonna give it another <clears> shot. Um, I'm I'm siding with Jack here. I think B tier feels right because it is kind of the gateway. It's important in his filmography, so I'm good with B. Hunter, what are your thoughts? It's pretty much the same. I thought it was a good movie in terms of what, but in the terms of context, Scorsese, it's not his greatest, but at that point he had made two not so good movies at least. So this is definitely this love his leveling up. I'd be fine with B tier, even C tier feels mean to it, but in terms of the <laughs> overall context of the, all these other movies I'm seeing, it probably would end up in C tier for my list. So JC, but. what are your thoughts on mean streets? No, same as you guys. It's just a B. is is an is an important movie. So that's like, and it's, it's not bad. It's just it just it's themes that he ended up doing better as time went on. Yep, I I concur. So yeah. I think we're good with B tier we'll on this. Start start with B. We'll we'll see what yeah, moves fine. from there. Yeah. Uh, next up, I think may be our first big disagreement. Uh, Alice doesn't <laughs> live here anymore. Uh, I think it's fine. I'm not really big on it. Cool. She won an Oscar. Maybe she doesn't win this. She wins for Requiem for a Dream, and everyone's happy. Um, <laughs> Maybe I, she wins for The Exorcist. Yeah. Oh, from your that that's even truer there. Um, I think it's fine. I'm actually okay with. Probably will get hate on this. I'm actually okay in the C tier with this one. Oh, I can't go that low. Jack, what are you? What are you? Where are you at here? I, I this is one of the ones I haven't seen yet, so I I cannot speak on this. Hunter, what about you? It's, it's that one. I hate that it's. I it is probably my least favorite Scorsese movie that I've seen. <laughs> it's the only one with a female lead. I'm like, oh no! But not that that's correlated. There's no correlation to that for my rating, of course. But that's just like. But I I saw it of a few years ago. I thought it was just okay. I think the performance by Ellen Burstyn is really good, but I'm not. A huge fan of the story and a big nitpick. I fucking hate the kid in the movie. I hate, <laughs> hate, hate, hate the kid, and I'm kind of glad Scorsese never used kids again in movies, except Hugo, I guess. But he, I mean, it's just and Jody. Oh yeah, it's true. I uh, yes. Well, she's you know she's Jody Foster, so she <laughs> she's above that. I think I would go C tier for this one, and I still think it's a fine movie. It's fine. And JC. I'm a little bit more positive, you guys. It's a B, but I understand it's a C because it is pretty low on my ranking compared to and when it comes to this 26. Like, same as Jack. I mean, as Hunter. 
the performance is better than the overall movie, which is why I don't often yeah. revisit it because I'm like, yeah, it's a good performance, but and Diane, I don't, I love Diane Lanner, but the overall story is like I'm not that big on it, so I'm okay with it being honest in SC. Um, I yeah, I think we're good with this. Let's see. The next one should be one of the easiest conversations we have, <laughs> but I'm still I, I still think we should talk about it. Uh, just to be politically correct here, 1976 is Taxi Driver. Um, yeah, so Jack, what are your thoughts on the, Jack? What are your thoughts on Taxi Driver? Huh? Do you idolize Travis Bickle? Yes or not? Uh, well, <laughs> I, I can say that I don't think he's literally me. Um, oh, that, okay. that that said. Um, I mean, this is just one of his seminal films. Not only that, but just one of the seminal movies of the back end of that century. Um, incredibly influential, even in ways that aren't so like obvious. Um, just the sense of its like grime and the kind of this is where I feel like it, it, there had been others before, but this is where we start to see his like use of New York as almost like a character in the movie. Um, We'll talk about that more with another movie a few years down the line. Um, <laughs> but no, just the it's kind of the griminess of the movie and Robert De Niro's obviously excellent performance um, just makes it what is honestly a kind of surprisingly like I'm trying to think of the right word for it. It's a really just fascinating movie to watch just for like the mood and just kind of how it makes me feel at the end of the day. Um and like another movie later on down the line, uh, incredible, incredible night movie. So, Hunter, what about you? It's high up for me. Yeah, it's one of those movies. I watched it, I don't know, four or five years ago, and I liked it. And I have not rewatched it since, but I already know I was dumb as shit for just giving it a 3.5 out of 5 because I ever, a scene will pop up on YouTube every once in a while. I'm like, wow, that's an amazing masterpiece of a movie. And like Jack said, the influential uh, influence of it. I mean, I, we were talking about this just off the line. The killer is David Fincher's Taxi Driver movie. You know, I guess, it's I right guess, there. I agree. But it's this commentary on Taxi Driver and Fight Club and stuff. So, just throwing that in there. Why, uh, whenever we do our uh, David Fincher rankings, why I have it so high? But I think it is. You know, the score by Bernard Herrmann is mm-hmm. one of the best ever. De Niro's performance, obviously, uh, the whole cast as well, and the message it has and the, it, it epitomizes the new hollywood of the 1970s along with like the godfather and stuff so i think it's easy s tier i would say easy s tier jc it's s tier for me too it's probably my favorite character study of all time it's just, yeah it's like it's like like everything you guys said is is an incredible performance is important is is one of the like most influential movies to come out of the 70s uh, probably of all time period yeah so one of the greatest performances of all time one of the greatest directed films of all time like jack said it, it's one of my favorite new york movies i really captures the vibe of 1970s late 70s early 80s new york um the grittiness the cinematography of this movie is a stand outstanding herman score is phenomenal jody foster is phenomenal probably top Mount Rushmore child performances. She's incredible in this movie. Um, yeah, it's S tier. It's like not even close. It's just just deciphering it's, how much we love the movie. Um, it's incredible, though, that two years in a row, Spielberg makes Jaws, doesn't get nominated for Best Director, and then Scorsese makes Text Driver, doesn't get nominated for Best Director. 
Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck, guys? <laughs> and they, and they both... didn't even straight a screenplay either. That, was, that movie got snubbed yeah. for so many awards. Like, they loved the movie, but they didn't give it anything that did the other stuff. It obviously should have. Thank God De Niro got nominated. Uh, and, and Jodie Foster. And Herman, too, I think also got in. Yeah, yeah it's... so at least... At least that it's interesting the discord you know and jc talk jc and i talk about this often on our on our text threads like the whole how people like for example this movie was like a 98 percent on Rotten tomatoes and now it's down to like 89 mm-hmm. and i'm like you, you i'm like you really for like newer critics i'm like you really can watch taxi driver and say it's not like near perfection like that's that's quite the take that you guys have because taxi, yeah. taxi driver I well, mean, that's, that's, that's what I did when I first watched it I was like oh it's good it might not be a masterpiece but then I'm watching it rethinking about it since and I haven't mm-hmm. watched it again but when I watched it again I was like yeah this is a masterpiece so it's a movie you definitely you watch it and it will sit with you forever and then Joe, Joe Spinell is in this movie <laughs> <laughs> oh, is it, even when we're not doing a recap Joe Spinell comes up. So. Yeah, he will always be there. <laughs> Next up, 1977. This I don't even know how long this. I'm actually curious how long this conversation is going to go. Uh, 1977, <laughs> New York, New York. I know JC has seen it. Have you guys yeah. seen it? I have seen it. Oh, you have. This is, this is yeah. actually the this... only Scorsese movie I've not seen. Oh, oh wow. This is, wow! I have not seen a. I don't know. Like, there's like six or seven Scorsese movies that seen, I haven't seen. This is actually the one I'm most like. I need to see this. A two and a half hour Scorsese musical. I know, I know, I know. People say it's not that good, but I'm like, bro, it's Martin. It's like Spielberg in a musical. It's like it's Scorsese making a musical. A hundred and sixty-three minute movie. That's fine. Obviously, that's me, man. That's me. That's, that's three, I, that's I, stars I, for for automatic stars for tons of. Oh, it, it will not. I mean, <laughs> Scorsese will never go below three stars. Maybe Black Herbert <laughs> analysis or and uh, uh, knocking at my door. Maybe, but like it's. There's a baseline for Scorsese because it's just him. So I get. I <laughs> guess you and Jack can cook then. Jack, what are your yeah, thoughts? Uh, th- this for me, this was like kind of like Hunter saying this was the Scorsese movie that I was like most ready to love. You know, just kind of like mm, that same I'm... idea, like Scorsese doing a MGM musical. Essentially, I was like, let's go. And I mean, Liza Minnelli. Obviously, I'm a huge cabaret Incredible. fan and. Robert De Niro, I guess they had just become good friends at that point. I was like, "Hey, you want to be you want to be in this musical?" So does he sing? No, I, yeah, I can't remember. He, he plays sax. He plays sax. He's the sax. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it, you feel the you feel the length. I will say, yeah. Uh, everything that I wanted to like, I really did. I think he. I wish he had a better chance. I wish he had like a better 50, like 50s musical essentially because I think like all of like the tropes and everything that he executes is done exceedingly well and it's an honestly gorgeous looking movie but it's also one that I just kind of becomes forgettable after a while um, in the grand scheme of like everything else so it just kind of falls down on the tier list because of such JC um I'm at a B honestly like okay is that it's the three point five? So it's like it's like yeah. B. It's like it's like a B minus if we had that type of thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, pretty much like a lot of what Jack said is like it's way too long. Like I said in my review for it, like if it was twenty five to thirty minutes shorter, it would have been one of the greatest musicals of the seventies. But like 
Liza Minnelli is incredible. She, we all know that she, that her voice is great. So it's like the whenever she has to sing, she kills it. Mm-hmm. But my issue with the movie is like I'm not gonna spoil too much because you, you guys haven't seen. It, but like in the third act, they kind of separate her and De Niro a bit too much. Right, it's, it's, right. It's, and but it's like it's like it's a musical, but it has the Scorsese stuff, so it's not all gl- glass and, gl- and glitter. So it's like. Is it's very dark because it deals with like emotional abuse. Like Daenerys' character is an, is an abusive husband, pretty much. That's what it is. So yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm okay with it being a C because since only me and Jack has seen it, but I'm yeah. more B. So it's like that's okay with being a C. Yeah. So okay. let's throw it in C. Put it in the upper end here. Yeah. Alrighty. Next up, I'm actually curious where this conversation is going to go because uh, I do love this oh. movie, <laughs> but. With only five spots in S tier, I'm not we sure. Even, we put it now that we just figured out which five we're going to so, need. So, 1980s Raging Bull, the rifle best picture winner. Um, <laughs> That'd be X Tristan. Uh, yeah, a lot of people really liked it, that movie. Uh, it, it, whatever. Anyway, I probably would be higher on it if Mary Tyler Moore won the Oscar. But that's another comment. That's another story. Uh, so, Raging Bull, it's it's not very rewatchable because it is dark True. as fuck. It's brutal, but De Niro gives it's my probably third favorite performance of his, and it just shows how incredible mm. he is. It's Godfather Two and then Taxi Driver, yeah, uh, and then Raging Bull. Uh, the movies, like I said, very grim. Cinematography is incredible. It's one of Thelma's best edited movies. Uh, I believe she did win the Oscar for this one. Um, yes, sir. The boxing sequences for the time, like no offense to Rocky, Rocky's. It's kind of like our popcorn <laughs> boxing movie, but this knocks it out of the park for me. Uh, Glad we're on the same page. Yeah, the movie itself—it's you know—if you—if you can deal with this type of character study, then by all means, you can deal with you know you're all in the darkness of it. Yeah, I love this movie. I think *Raging Bull* for me, with what's coming, I'd probably settle an A tier, but. I will listen to you guys on where you end up going. Uh, Jack, what about you? No, I'm like in the exact same spot. Uh, we'll we'll quickly run through our top tens later on, but yeah, it's pretty much like based on where we're at, like in the in the in the scheme of the tier list, it's like right in that spot where it could barely make S, but also just be at the top of A. Uh, I mean, pretty much like you mentioned. Uh, Everything with De Niro is incredible. I'm really glad you mentioned. Uh, I'm really glad you mentioned Schoonmacher. Yeah, she is. Mm-hmm. Might it might be my favorite editing job that she's done with the movie. Same, same. absolutely electric. Um, but yeah, I I think it just kind of comes down to like what we want to ex- what we want to include and exclude when all said and done. So I, I think leaving it. We can put it in S for now, and then kind of evaluate as we works for me mo- as we move forward and continue. But if there are other, if the other two want to go on and put it in A, I'm also down for that too. But. All right, Hunter, what about you? What are you? Where are you at here? This one's actually the opposite of Taxi Driver for me, where I watched <laughs> it and I really liked it, and then I rewatched it. I think just two years ago, and I liked it just a bit less upon rewatch. Mm-hmm. I don't. I. Yeah, it, obviously it looks amazing, acted amazingly. The box suits are amazing. I think it won like best edited movie of all time or something by some organization. I have no disagreements with that. <laughs> maybe maybe and V Coats for Lawrence Arabia could, could have won that yeah. award. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> but you know, obviously there was uh, on my timeline YouTube. It came up yesterday. Where it was like a behind the scenes of Thelma and Marty editing. Um, 
Goodfellas and it was just in the editing suite, I was like, man, that would be one of my make-a-wishes. Just to be in the editing suite watching <laughs> her party edit a film together. It's, it was just so cool to watch them just decide how things were going. And I'm like, that would have been an absolute nightmare to make Raging Bull. To have just how many things have to go right to make this as iconic as it is. But is I that don't... Yeah, it was like some good fellows behind the scenes that I'm just came on because I've been watch I've been watching so many Scorsese things lately <laughs> with Kill the Flower Moon. But I didn't love the screenplay as much the second time in the character study of Jake LaMotta. I think it's a little repetitive. It gets on and it's so monstratively brutal and done mm-hmm. just a little overbearing, even if it's true. Obviously there absolute minimum it should be an A tier, obviously, but I myself wouldn't in S tier, but only because that's Scorsese. That's, that's right. my excuse for about every other movie now. It's Scorsese, so you know, wonky. JC, what about you? No, I'm like similar to Hunter. Like the script isn't as good as Taxi Driver because while both Travis and Jake are kind of unlikable characters, uh, Jake, I mean, Travis is at least trying to save Jody, as where Jake is just straight up is a is a deconstruction of, of a character like. He's pretty much an asshole to every single person that loves him. And that's why I understand when people don't like it. Because, oh, he's just such an unlikable character. I've seen that. That's why some people go like 3 or 3.5. Which I understand. He is not a likable character at all. But when you talk about the narrative, like, I'm with David. Those are probably my... We have the same top three favorite performances from him. The boxing scenes are incredible. Like, Rocky's more fun. But this is just... It gives you the boxing scenes. But it gives you everything else that's really good. The editing is incredible. Joe Pesci is... I think you should... I'm, I'm not gonna say that because I do like I really love Timothy Hunt and, and and ordinary people. But if you told me, oh, this is where this is he won two Oscars and it was for this, I'm like, okay, it's not. I was going to touch on Pesci. I'm glad you brought it up first. The yeah. he's very underrated in this movie. <laughs> like no one talks Hell about yeah. how good he is in this movie. And got, I gotta say, man, I wouldn't like stay around Jake LaMotta if I was him. Like just yeah, like, <laughs> I don't care if they're brothers. Just, that's 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 the one problem with J- the movie. It's like nobody in their entire life should ever been with jake lamada there's really no good <laughs> side of him at all really it's just kind of not as much of a character study because like just leave this fucker i don't care <laughs> do we yeah. think kathy moriarty i always say her name wrong moriarty i think that's how, yeah. like, that's how i've always said it i think she's pretty pretty damn good in she's, this too she's great she no, won the Oscar. She's good. yeah that was that mary tyler moore was an actress right not lead no, yeah, she's, she's actress. She's she actress. lost that to mary steenberger for melvin and howard which was okay okay <laughs> I, I haven't seen that so i can't speak but yeah i, I, I rewatched it when I, I i watched it for the first time when i did my demi in lead up to stop making sense ah uh, mm. all right cool so a tier I, I think we i yeah. think it'll probably yeah just right. top I, think, okay. I, think, I think everything yeah will probably it's, fall a, it's it. a great a tier it's a lot of conversation <laughs> we're about to have so the next up the king of comedy um <laughs> i i listen i'm gonna be a realist here it's definitely a tier uh for yeah. me i think this movie is one of scorsese's funniest movie but like mm-hmm. cringe funny because there's a lot <laughs> of moments that you're just like, oh, why am I laughing? Baby. Like, why am I laughing? Um, top tier names in any of his movies? <laughs> this is oh, a good yeah. name. I, th- yeah. I think I think that Rupert's great call back in Entourage. What what where in Entourage did they bring it back? Remember that that was uh, when when he was dating the the clingy girl and. And she saw the name because that's that's what that's what that's the alias they use for Vince. 
so people don't know that, that Vince Chase is calling them. Oh shit! No, huh. I, I didn't even think of that. Sure, that right? Yeah, I don't remember that. Oh. It's been a few years since I watched the show, so I guess. Yeah, so I was like, I love when they when they when they, when they did that. I'm like, yes, yeah. this show just knows how to. By how the to way, get... we're still waiting for Jack to watch Entourage, JC. Oh come on, man! <laughs> That's top tier uh, garbage right there. You better, you better do it. it. There's a 20th anniversary next year. Oh yes, oh, there oh, is, my friend. It is on the list. Watching time, and we. 20th. Did it come? Oh, okay, okay. 2004, baby. 2004. Jerry Lewis yeah. is also really good in this movie. Should have yeah. been Oscar nominated. I agree. Um, but yeah, De Niro also very at that time against type in terms of performance. Yeah. Uh, and I think he's excellent in it. But yeah, I I know this movie may not be in everyone's A tier, S tier, but I for me it's an A tier. I really really like uh, King of Comedy. Uh, Jack, where are you at here? I'm I'm pretty much the same. I would. Probably throw it in my A tier as well. Below Raging Bull, no doubt. Uh, we'll see see kind of where everything else fills out. But no, Robert De Niro's great. Uh, I'm glad that this has kind of gotten its like its second life because yes, as, yes. as it's been well documented, including uh, Scorsese bringing it up. TikTok. In TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> this, movie, this movie had was not very well liked at uh, its first opening. Um, but no, I I really like it. What about you, Hunter? I talked about New York, New York being the one I wanted to see the most. I think this is the movie, the most high-profile Scorsese movie I have not seen yet, actually. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I thought you had seen I it. Mean, no, all the talk during Joker of King of Comedy, Taxi <laughs> Driver. And I was like, I should probably see King of Comedy, and then I never did. So I will make sure 100% to see it before Joker 2 comes out. And I will see New, <laughs> and I will see New York, New York before that. So like, that, that, might, that might be, I was going to say that might be the one he rips off this song. I actually, yeah, so it's I funny. Umbrellas of Sherbrooke. <laughs> the, I, I don't know how that came with my timeline as well, but Umbrellas of Sherbrooke, I watched like a minutes long scene. I was like, holy shit, how have I not seen this movie? It looks like incredible. a masterpiece. Literally. Definitely I'm, is. I, I, people think I haven't seen a goddamn movie than how much I talk about when I haven't seen it. <laughs> Uh, so JC, where are you at? Um, I'm an ass on it, but I, but I'm okay with it being an A because it's like there's a lot of more movies. If we're only doing five, there's a lot of there's three, four more movies that I like more. But pretty much same system as, as all you guys. The the humor is is dark. Like I, I like I said, movies like it's dark comedy done right because it's like it makes you uncomfortable and it's cringe, but it's just so damn good. Jerry Lewis is incredible. Like I love the Buzz Boy. The I mean the Bell Boy. I love. Not a professor, but this to me is his best performance because he plays against type similar to De Niro, which that's what I love about his work in the '80s that he started expanding more because a lot of people just saw him as tough guys, mobsters. Right. And and then the script is just incredible. I love the the theme song for the Judy Lang for sure. Like it, it gets me a little. I always do a little head bob when I when I'm watching the movie. Like it just puts you in a good mood. Like I would have watched this show. I do want to add um, when Rupert actually gets a stand up. It's actually not bad. <laughs> Yeah. He's he's actually it's not bad, bad at his Arthur Flick. Yeah, like he's actually not bad at his job. Yeah. Um, so I'm a tier. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll go below it's, yeah. Raging Bull. See what see what fortune right. is. Right. Yeah. Next up, it's I mean I don't care. Like, this is this is like this is like um, I don't think this is the one that Jack is gonna go to bat mode for. And I yeah. will and I will join you, Jack. Uh, this is. This is going to belong in one category, one category only. We have 1985's After Hours. Jack, you can go cook first. This is your baby. <laughs> this, this is... I, I thought... I had... I mean, let me think about this. I honestly think I've only seen maybe, like, two other Scorsese movies in the time since I've seen this. Uh, so, 
it's definitely like in the newer end of my like Scorsese watches. Um, that said, that being it, essentially was like a breath of fresh air because you know I've cl- I cleared all of his mob movies, all of those. So not or so pretty much this was a breath of fresh air with Martin Scorsese and what he could do. Um, I had obviously seen like Hugo and movies where he had kind of gone against those, but this was like a, just a real deviation from what I'd seen at the time. Uh, and it just stuck and it still sticks to this day. Kind of, it kind of remind, kind of like what you were talking about with King of Comedy. At, at one point, the comedy starts to become more, less of like funny and more of just like hilarious that it is shit could be this bad for him. Um, so it's one of my favorite like dark comedy like dark comedies I've ever seen and on top of that it just like it tells you when to watch the movie you just watch it late at night and it's such a disorienting experience even still after like four watches to say the least um but no this to me is just one of the most unique movies in this filmography and one that I hold very 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 highly so Tell me why it shouldn't be an S, gentlemen. <laughs> uh, I, will, I will not tell you why it shouldn't because it's also S for me. Uh, JC pushed me to watch this right when we became yep. good friends. And it's one that, unfortunately, and Jack will know this, uh, me being a physical media hound was not available anywhere. You could not mm. find it anywhere. It, it was, was not streaming anywhere. So it was nearly impossible for me to find until 2020, uh, and then it, it was on HBO Max, and I spent a – not at night, but it was 4 a.m., so it still was dark. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's pretty much part of the movie, honestly. Yeah, having, having just woken up, that's probably still a really disorienting experience. <laughs> and, like, I, I – I loved your review for you. Like, like you like, I've had – like, something you have, you've had nights like that when you were in your 20s. I was like, great. Let me – I will give you my exact <laughs> review of it on Letterboxd. So, but – while I'm looking for it, I was immediate. I was pretty much hypnotized by everything in this movie, um, and I like that it's kind of set into different events that go on with with him. And from it's like little shorts, yeah, it's like essentially little shorts. But the how can I put this? I I think everyone had nights like this in their lives, especially mm-hmm. in their early 20s. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think that this captures it perfectly. It, it, it doesn't overstay its welcome, most importantly. And I don't think it over-exaggerates, even though to some it may be come off, some levels of the movie may come off as esoterical. For me, it's, I don't feel like any part of this is an over-exaggeration of what a night in New York City could actually be like. Uh, <laughs> even including cocaine. It's like, listen, I my my twenties oh, did that's not. That's the tamest part of this movie. My twenties <laughs> yeah. did not include a night where someone dies on cocaine, but everything else in this movie, sure, why not? Um, <laughs> yeah, especially not having money to for the bus for and them niggas being ass. Sorry, oh sorry. That's and during them being assholes for. I could go to them a being... party, get drunk, talk to someone. Who knows? <laughs> meeting strange people, meeting random people on a, on a Friday night and Saturday night. I've I've been there. I've done it. Um. I think we're much likable than uh, than Paul Hackett is, but I do think Griffin Dunn is pretty damn incredible in this. Uh, I I listen. 
I have a soft spot for both Rosanna Arquette and Linda Florentino. I think they're both phenomenal <laughs> in like their their minimal roles, especially Rosanna Arquette cuz when she goes, I really feel for her because all she really wanted was Paul's attention and my god, uh, that's another whatever. Uh, <laughs> but no, yeah, I I love this movie. I think this movie is one because it's so different from anything he's ever done. And it's also incredibly effective for being so different from anything he's ever done. So this is S tier in a walk for me. Uh, Hunter, what about you? Okay, all right, there you go. Yeah, no, I just watched it however many weeks ago. I don't know that was. It was like the, I think it was the only. I was gonna do a Scorsese binge before Killers. I think this is the only one I actually saw. So <laughs> kind of kind of failed with that mission there. Things have been too busy, whatnot. But I'm glad this was the one movie I picked. And obviously with the. Uh, Jack is going to share his Age of Innocence thoughts in a, in a few movies. This is the one that was his Age of Innocence. I was like, oh, shit. You know, there's 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 a level of expectations for what I view after hours, and it delivered on what it was. Like Jack said, the funny, the com- comedy of it is dark. The absolute moment when Paul finds out the bartender is Marcy's yes. boyfriend <laughs> is the funniest part of this movie, and it's so hilarious. He's like, my girlfriend overdosed, and you're just like, oh my fucking god. It's so hilarious. Uh, Not that and- anyone could jump off that movie at that point, but that is really the make or break of that movie, where you go, oh, come on, but then you jump in with the movie, and it, I was in for it. I think it's an incredible ride the whole time. And I do want to add, I really love how this movie ends. Just him yeah, having to go yeah. back right back into work. And I was just I, I mean, obviously it would just be overkill at that point, but I would love to just be on the wall for the conversations of how he looks walking into the office that next day. Like, bro. Yeah. Like, how was your night? How was your night? How did it go? But it, go? it is definitely it's reason kinda why I hadn't seen it in forever. It does stick out quite a lot in his filmography where nobody in this movie appears in another Scorsese film, at least I don't think so. I don't remember. That's a- is Victor Argo in this? I can't remember. Like, he's not a prominent role. No one was before him or, like, before After Hours, and nobody was after After Hours in terms of, like, the actors. Because pretty much every movie you look at here is either somebody was in it before or after, like, De Niro, Keitel. You know, they weave in and out of this, and this is the only one. And it's not a mob movie or anything, and it's under two hours, which I really looked up after the next movie we think we're going to talk about is the only movie Scorsese has released that's under two hours since then. Like, he's not released a movie under two hours in almost 40 years. That's crazy. Uh, which I had to look it up. So it's just in terms of everything about it. And it's a comedy, which obviously comedies is Scorsese through everyone's films. But this is a direct comedy. So it's very much an outlier that shows that man can do anything. This is literally what I just felt like. There's nothing he can't do. Sorry, we're three for three. JC. I will join you guys with, on an S as well. <laughs> For, I saw this in I saw this in high school and probably until I, st- I I started my page I always said it was like the most underrated Scorsese movie but I, similar to like a lot of his movies from like those from those days like King of Comedy like it's gotten it's a lot up, more res- uh, more respect like I have it at six and I saw like a few of the other ones from the group had it like in the top four besides Jack I'm like okay that makes me happy because I've I've been a champion for this movie for the longest similar to Dave like I'm from New York so I was like. I've had nights like this. I've had nights where it's like, especially in my early 20s, before I had like credit cards where Uber was a thing, where it's like I maybe didn't have enough to to like get a swipe. Unlike Paul, I didn't jump because when you jump, it's like a hundred dollars ticket. It's not worth it. It's, it's literally the tickets would be like two dollars. So it's not worth jumping and getting a 
something that's a hundred dollars. So I've had those experiences. I've had those experiences where I've had to walk like 10, 15 minutes to the next train station because the train might not be working in the station where I was at. So it's like it's a very it's a very it's probably one of Scorsese's most New York movies, especially the late night vibes of it. Is another great dark comedy. And I'm I love Tim Burton, but I don't think he if this movie wouldn't work because he was supposed to see the one that was supposed to was supposed to direct it, but he stepped aside when he saw that Scorsese wanted to do it after he couldn't get Temptation of Last Temptation of Christ made. So like I'm glad he stepped away. I could see why it would have been a, a, a Burton movie has similarities, but this this is a flex for like Scorsese for people that think that he only he only really does crime movies. I, yeah. yeah. So I'm good. S tier. This is not this is yeah. this is actually more of a good conversation rather than fighting for its placement. <laughs> this is great. I guess I guess we were lucky that I we did our critics group um uh Scorsese rankings. The four of us all had after hours probably the highest of anybody. There oh, that's we great! Yeah. Grabbing all the people, we were the like we were the the, the minority group where after hours had been seen first off, and then it was also high up. So it's just kind of how it works out. Also, I've never certain sample. I never craved the criterion release more than after hours, and the entire time I've been collecting criterion and when we finally got that reveal oh my god and the artwork is top the artwork is in my top 10 favorite covers for criterion and jack can attest the interior is just as sublime even to like the disc pack even to like the disc design itself being one of the bagel and cream cheese paperweights like (laughs) that's good they know what they're doing so next up we have so we have so just to recap, we have two S tiers and two A tiers. I think we're doing pretty well so far. I know yeah. the 90s are going to be a. I think the 2000s and the 90s are going to be a little easier to run through. But this one, I think it's going to be of whether we put it in A or B. And I think it's just me and JC fighting for a specific specific spot here. <laughs> so we have 1986's The Color of Money. Um, can we just put it in A tier for Werewolves in London? The World was is a freaking eight movie. It's such a good movie. It another back to back Scorsese just killing time before Last Temptation of Christ and still making like elite movies. I I think this movie is phenomenal. I am so so in on. While it's a little bit like I will understand like in my personal ranking, he just has so many elite level movies. Like it's still it's not in my top ten per se, but I mm, do think it's. A level quality, if that makes any sense to me. If it makes any sense. So yeah, uh Jack, you can go, but uh we'll see where this conversation goes I, now. I, I, I have not seen this one. Actually, this is probably the big what with now I'm coming down to like the the deep not not so much deep cuts, but like the, the second wave of Scorsese. This is probably like the biggest one that I'm yet to have seen. Um so I cannot speak. I'll keep you updated whenever it hits streaming, Jack, because I definitely want to hear your takes on it. Okay, okay. For and those I, unaware, I, it is. I do a... need to watch the Hustler first because I was going to say. Oh, you never is... seen that either? No, I've not. Oh, no. Hustler's okay. great. Hustler's great, man. I think you really like it. Uh, Hunter, have you seen this? No, and because I was going to do a double feature in college <laughs> for this and the Hustler, and mm-hmm. I rented our, our library had a shit ton of dvds i was probably the only one who used them honestly probably but the dvd for the hustler was from like the 90s or something it was just disgusting looking in terms of what i was wanted from it and i don't know why i didn't just watch it then all right i 
I didn't watch like a different version of it or something. So I never seen the hustler. So I've not seen the color of money, unfortunately. Uh, I want to as well. And JC, I know you're big on it. Oh, I'm, I'm a all the way. Like, like, yeah, it is. It is a sequel, but you could watch it without, without having seen the hustler. And it doesn't take away from it because right off the bat, you get, you get this, you, you know, you know, off the bat that it's like, okay. Um, Eddie played by Paul Newman. He's pretty much sees himself in Vincent played by Tom Cruise. So it's like, you could tell that, he was so it's like it's like because it's sort of a, it's a sequel but it's a remake it's like it's the similar style of storytelling and then i mean i i play pool for fun but scorsese like he's done in so many other genres he makes this so freaking engaging so it's like even if you don't like pool it's like oh it's a fucking pool movie i don't play pool i i, I won't like it like he makes it so engaging and then the performances by paul newman uh tom cruise and mary elizabeth mastrano is so good that you have you have great early cameos from for his Whitaker and, and John Turturro yep. is it's just a, such a rewatchable movie. I I just love it every, more every time I watch it. And it's like Dave said, like I'm four out of five on it, but Scorsese has made so many great movies that I have it like at 15. Because like we I, like a lot. I think all of us have mentioned like Scorsese middle Scorsese middle middle tier Scorsese is probably top five for most directors. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think for now I mean, let's been, let's put it in A. Was, are there any limits on A tier? Because when no, I look at the rest of these, only, only, only not... S. no, only S tier. Yeah, only <laughs> S tier. Like, so, we could have a 10 and A tier. We're going to have a lot of A tiers. We can, we we can decide that, to shift. Like, for, for Scorsese, okay. is worth it. It's not like we're talking about Tyler Perry over here. <laughs> so let's throw There's it in above a B tier in <laughs> Let's throw it in A for now, Jack, and then we can it, we can come gonna, back to it's it. It's gonna be at the bottom because I'm pretty sure I'll. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. It's on it's on the first on the chopping block when it, we it, actually it, start it, debating. It, it, <laughs> probably is because we're if you're gonna start attacking one of mine, we're gonna have to do it. <laughs> all right. Next. I think I think your main was our all good hunter. I, I think so. Next up, we have 1988. He finally got there. The Last Temptation of Christ. Um, I think I am bigger on this than everybody. Uh, Jack, have you... I mean, you are the same. The oh, same we are. Age. Okay, cool. I, I, yeah. I, I think, yeah, me too. Um, I like it a lot. Um, it's really, I, I respect the movie a lot just in the sense that Scorsese, you know, pushed for this movie to be made for so long and received so much flack both before and after its release. Um, so I would probably float it near the top of B tier for the time being. Okay. Uh, j- just again, f- trying to be conservative with the wave of potential A tiers and still some S tiers yet to come. So... I th- I'm probably going to start with it there, uh, but as much as I really started. like this movie and I like it a lot, um, Harvey Keitel with that accent, I think <laughs> we, should, we can't uh, have we can't have it in A tier like just for that. Even try. <laughs> like I've I've seen little effort in movies before, but that's just like ridiculous. I I, I got to give Jake because I JC warned me when I because I bought it on Criterion and I had it for years and I hadn't seen it and I finally decided to put it in and JC I told JC and he was like just watch out for Kaitel and then when I when he opens his mouth I'm like oh boy, what is going on here broken Judas like so I do I do like it a lot I think Defoe is pretty great as J- big JC but um. Yeah, I'm. I'm actually okay. I'm thick with you, Jack. I think at the top of B tier feels feels good for this one. Uh, Hunter, what about you? I'd agree with the B tier as well. I think it's a really good movie, but when I compare it 
even I see Raging Bull in there, and even you, you know other stuff. I would probably put it top tier B, right above Mean Streets. Maybe mm-hmm. is where I would place it mm-hmm. in terms of where we're at at this exact moment. Yeah, I agree, JC. Um, I'm gonna A, but I, I'm okay with a B because as I like, know, like we said, we're, we're we don't want to put too many in the A's and the Kaitel accents. Is, like if he had just tried it and then just tried into his Brooklyn, like we we seen it, like like I love you and McGregor, but his American accent always slips back to his British one. If he had done that, I would have been okay. But homie didn't even try. Yeah, it's just a straight like <laughs> Brooklyn Judas. It's like come on, like try if it slipped, I would have let it pass. But the accent is just is that where? But it's like what he accomplished in that movie for only seven million dollars is incredible. Like you would think it's like a forty million dollar epic for, based on eighties terms. Like, I love the Nero, but I'm glad that the 83 version didn't come out. That would have been him playing it. Like, Defoe was a great choice for it. And it was, I love, my like, the score by Peter Gabriel is one of uh, Scorsese's most underrated. Mm-hmm. Like, like that score gives it, like, what it might have not have had in budget, that that score gives it that epic feel. Like, it's one of my favorite Scorsese scores. Is like, it's like, that's one thing I would love to have in vinyl. Like, if I ever start getting into collecting vinyls. And then the the whole, the movie really picks up for me is when we get to the temptation portion. Like that's some of the most most incredible acting of the Foe's career and some of the best visuals of Scorsese's career. Yeah, I'm good. So we have we're good at B tier. I'm glad we're all big on this one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just just put it in. Oh, you already did. Great, that's yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. That that's one that's not gonna get chopped. Yeah. So I, uh, I, oh god though. <laughs> So God, next though. up, <laughs> speaking of Rifle Best Picture winners, 1990s Goodfellas. Uh, yeah, Jack, go for it. Uh, it's After Hours is my favorite of his, but Goodfellas is the definitive Scorsese. It's, it is the perfect middle point of his entire career, everything he had done prior and kind of everything he'll go on to do going forward. Uh, yeah, it's, it's the definitive Scorsese movie for me, and whether or not other people have it lower in the rankings, I think S tier is just a collective agreement, just by principle. If it's not an S tier in your rankings, you're an idiot and you don't know movies. And I don't give a shit who uses this because you're no. <laughs> Goodfellas is one of the greatest movies ever made. Um, Goodfellas is probably the greatest movie of the 1990s. Uh, Goodfellas has three of the most dynamic performances in a movie you'll ever see. Uh, one of the great female performances of the nineties. Uh, greatly edited. Uh, Jack's top tier, my top tier needle drop movie. Uh, it, might, it might be. It might just be the best. One of my favorite <laughs> scenes my, ever. My second of the boogie nights. One yeah, that yeah. one take yeah. walk into Henry's life when you go into the hell Indiana yeah is literally still one of my favorite scenes ever. This movie is perfect. Like there's like yes. Like, if there is a small, like, can we cut the helicopter sequence towards the third act? Okay, no, maybe. That's, like, one of the best not parts. Not but I've, I've grown... Every as, single song is perfect. I, as, I I've, yeah. as I've gotten older, like, when I was younger, I was like, oh, maybe you can cut, like, ten minutes. But now as I've gotten older, I'm like, oh, no, it's kind of perfect because it kind of goes into Henry's madness and the falling into madness. So it kind of makes him paranoia. When we friends, you always said that. Yeah, but now as I've, like, I'm like, yeah, it really goes into his paranoia annoy us so well there, so it there's does... a correlation with the consistency with the amount of editing with his cocaine intake so yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it's craziness it is pretty interesting because i mean 
I'm looking. We go back to, and we've talked about this many times in our respective conversations about like it, this and Dances with Wolves. And I, I don't feel this is not Oscar Beatty. It's not. Like, oh, no, this really is no. it, it's, a, it's a risky movie. Honestly. Well, well, once, once we get to the 2000s, we will get Oscar Bates we'll for the <laughs> and, <I will still, laughs> and I mean that in the, we all, I mean, we'll all probably agree. Oscar Bates Scorsese is not the derogatory term, but no, there is a not, absolutely not. There is a difference between what is, what isn't. But yeah, this movie's great. Uh, Hunter thoughts. Oh, I mean, <laughs> well, yeah, it's it's good though. It's like it's not my favorite Scorsese, but at the same time, it's definitely top three. And it's like, yeah, it is the absolute like Scorsese movie you think of, and you should think of it. I mean, it's literally him, his brilliance, and we'll talk about this. Almost everyone's is like how he makes like introduces you into a culture, a way of life mm-hmm. kind of thing, and how he builds around like a just a like ecosystem how he builds it into a narrative and brings you into it so effortlessly effortlessly and that's exactly what this movie is it's like the mob lifestyle is like its own country pretty much a whole culture is so incredible to watch and even though at the end when he's on cocaine he's in winter's protection and you know his lights falling apart you're like i probably would do it all again if i was him you know it's so much fun to watch and then probably the top two use of the song and then he kissed me because <laughs> oh, like, shout out to what's, adventures what's adventures and babysitting <laughs> it's oh, yeah. yeah yeah shout yeah. out to jen for oh, yeah. she showed me that movie like a year ago and i had seen it like in passing when i was a kid but i don't really remember and then when that song comes up <laughs> i'm like oh one. it's then he kissed me but then nah yeah <laughs> elizabeth shoe is like killing it in that scene so yeah, yeah goodfellas yeah. is one yeah. and then adventures of babysitting is two for that song there you go uh, it's, it's yeah jc go for it the high is of s's yeah, um, yeah. Sense, can we just call this S tier the Goodfellas tier and just move yeah. on? <laughs> is I, mean, my yeah, second... I don't want to discount after hours and taxi driver though. You know they belong there just as yes, much, but yeah, obviously it is Goodfellas, Goodfellas is another level up. There is another level. There's S plus tier basically. Yeah, we could just have the good Goodfellas tier. Just have so the, 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 the tier. Oh man. There's... It's my second favorite movie of all time. Like, I'm with Davis, the best movie of the 90s, but I still think Pulp Fiction is the most influential because I love Agreed. Scorsese because yeah. all, the, all yeah. the Tarantino rip-offs we got. But, yeah, like, I love this movie. Is I've always – even – I remember when me and Dave got cool, he he always mentioned how he would cut a bit. And to me, I'm like, this is the fastest hour and a – two hours and a half movie ever. Like, the, the quick pace of it, the editing is incredible. The fact that Leota didn't get nominated for an Oscar still baffles me. Although, it's I like, will say, I, I did want to touch on that. Um Am I crazy? And I know, I know the movie itself. Doesn't Don't say it. Al Pacino. No, no, no. no. This is not a Pacino thing. Not a Pacino <laughs> thing. I promise. Okay, I was like, Don't so say it. I, I, I. I've told JC this thought. I don't think I've ever told. I know I haven't told Hunter. I don't think I've told Jack. I do think Andy Garcia in Godfather Three is better than Leota. But I still think Leota should have been nominated. Wait, well, Garcia wow. was in support. Supporting. supporting. But yeah, he's. And, but I think he's lead. He's not better than. Pesky. I mean, come on. We could, yes. we, could, we could take out Jadar Depardieu for Cyrano de Bergiac out of that. Shit. He got nominated for that. Yup. Yeah. Oh <laughs> man. Yeah, it was. It was. It was that. It was Jeremy Irons. He won. It was Dance yeah. with Wolves. Uh, De Niro for Awakenings, and I can't remember who the fifth person was. Like we're getting it for awakenings. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah, but it's like yeah. the fact that you nominated this movie for everything. He's 
Henry Hill is the anchor of it. It's just yeah. no, I agree. I agree there. And then it's like yeah. So and then this movie means a lot to me. Dave was at my wedding, and um, I da- me and my wife we danced the "Life Is But a Dream" song in our wedding as well. So this movie holds a very special place in my heart. Oh, Richard Harris for the field was the fifth nominee. Oh, performance. I haven't seen the movie, so I shouldn't. I shouldn't. Uh, go I, on I, it. I think. I think. I think that could be. I could see you going like three point five. Is like is it has that Ooh. that hunter vibe. Net. Irish movie by Jim Sheridan. You know, yeah, yeah, I might have shoot some better. Next, it'll be a two for Dave. I, I, I have I have a feeling the next one we're gonna I think I, JC are gonna and I will fight hard but we're, we will definitely lose the next battle but it's okay yeah next up we have Cape Fear which I yeah Jack go first but yeah I, yeah okay Cape Cape Fear I I like I, Cape Fear quite a bit I think this is probably the maybe the closest we've gotten to a Scorsese horror Scorsese yeah. Hitchcock movie, maybe Shutter Island uh, further down the road, but I mean, Robert De Niro, I I'm really like him. Granted I, w- gr- granted, I would say it's still kind of ends up on the lower end of <laughs> his collective body of work with Scorsese. Um, Nick Nolte's great. I loved the... I- I'm really happy they included Robert Mitchum in there as well, given that he was the original Max Cady. Uh, but yeah, at the end of the day, I it's it's a victim to everything that's yet to come. I'd probably have it in B tier just okay. for uh, uh, probably in the middle of the two that's currently there right now. But yeah, it's just kind of in the middle for me, generally speaking. Hunter, what about you? I actually have this as the lower lowest of Scorsese, right? Just right mm. above Alice doesn't live. I didn't totally Jesus like it the Christ. first time I saw it. Yeah. <laughs> now I want to rewatch it, but it's definitely. I just. I was like, you, she, Hunter. Hunter I got Harley screaming Sierra, over here. Him, him being nominated for best actor that year is still one of the. I don't want to say baffling or even coolest nominations because um, it's just like you know that's a swing they're going for him. Yeah, obviously you're, you're gonna hate my take. He was already in the club, obviously, but it's just one I was like, huh, okay. <laughs> I, yeah, it's not one of my favorites as well, but at the same time, I still find it's decent. It's a decent movie. It's entertaining. But, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, but not exactly the ones. Not a movie I maybe will rewatch it, but I don't think I will willingly get hyped to rewatch this movie ever again. Um, I love this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Nor do I, nor do I say anything wrong with people loving it. Like I have no, like, oh, how can you love it? It's like, no, no, I just, you know, just didn't work. Uh yeah, I think De Niro is again. This is JC touched on it earlier. I just love that he was doing something so different, <laughs> and it's a very uncomfortable movie, if that makes sense. That special, oh, yeah. that particular scene. Yeah, that scene. Well, uh, him and, and Julia Lewis getting nominated for Oscars. I was like, yes, that is <laughs> that's a great move because that scene is like. <laughs> Should she have won? Who who was nominated that year? Uh, that was um uh, Mercedes Rule for the Fisher King. Great performance. I, I that, that's a worthy win. That's like the type yeah, of no. like I always said the supporting the supporting actors. That's the showy. The showy, like where you, where you get awarded showy performances, and Mercedes Rule deserved it. But I'm glad that Jennifer Lewis got nominated, even though that that school scene is kind of bleh. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. But I, I I I'm obsessed with De Niro in this movie. I just think it's so Counselor. out there. Um, and that that accent choice was 
I think he Chef's makes kiss. it work. <laughs> Chef's kiss. And the look, I De Niro, has he ever been that ripped before? Nah, he got his body felt like got three percent, which is crazy. Yeah, he is doing a lot here. I do, I, I do love whenever he says counselor. counselor. <laughs> it, like, is, a, it is good. It's you a great southern accent. You know what's a movie he does similar like type of villain role it's nowhere as good because it's a tony scott movie um he's such a whore mouth <laughs> no i like <laughs> yeah. tony scott i do like tony scott listen i have i i've actually gotten to the point that where i look at tony scott's entire filmography and ridley's filmography like tony has more rewatchable movies than ridley Hell at this yeah. point thank you yes yes uh, okay we'll go far as that you know that's there's a, a ceiling to tony scott <laughs> no ridley, ridley scott makes better movies but i would rather watch certain Tony Scott movies more. It's just, it just remember, really Scott makes epics. Tony Scott just makes entertaining popcorn movies. That that does make sense. I, 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 I that, that is true though. But I true. will I will succumb because you still have a few movies to go. I will succumb to B tier on this, even though as, yeah. my, as much as okay. I like it. Jason now I wasn't gonna be mean, but I was gonna fight anyone put it. <laughs> oh, you can't put it A tier. I was like, I'm not allowing that. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I'm fine with it. I thought no, honestly, I thought the battle was gonna be that you guys wanted in C tier. Me and GC well, are like, I. <laughs> Would put in C tier, but I will not like, complain about B tier. Like, I will like complain. There, there, no, there, B, B is good for it. There's one more movie coming down that I'm gonna, I'm gonna force in C tier. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh-huh. the one thing I will say, in a perfect world, if Anthony Hopkins would have been supporting acting like he's supposed to for 60 minutes of screen time, I think he wins. Scorsese. I mean, then there would have been my my pick for best actor uh, that year. Yeah, I, I'm in agreement. Where you gonna go? You gonna go born Beatty and Bugsy? Well, he probably. Dear <laughs> already, dear already had two Oscars. We're not gonna give him a third for another Scorsese film at that point. He's just lucky he's nominated. Uh, next up is the one that I'm very. I'm curious. glad I rewatched before my Scorsese rewatch um, ranking. Jack, 1993 is the Age of Innocence. Since you just saw it and you've been holding us for three hours on here, what are your thoughts? All right. Uh, I really liked it. Uh, I I think this was essentially like, I kind of didn't know what movie it was going to be like going into it. I had done a ton of like research and I come to realize I was like, wow, this is essentially like a, like a Joe Wright movie, but with Martin Scorsese. I was like, okay, (laughs) like, like, let's go. Like, I see why Hunter loves it so much. Uh, And yeah, I mean, it's just kind of like that whole co- the cult costume period with the with the touch of Scorsese. Um, really, just made it a very very enjoyable watch experience. The three leading performers all are sublime: Daniel Day Lewis, uh, Winona Ryder, and um, I'm blanking. And Michelle Pfeiffer. Uh, yeah, I just really loved it all. I would not say it's in my S tier, like I know some of us would. That said, um, I will concede for a middle slash higher A tier. This will be one that, like, when we see the grand scheme of the final tier list, I'll probably have a better idea of the where I'd want to have it. But for now, I would say I'm perfectly happy with an A tier placement. So very, very good watch. It took the rewatch for me. I think this movie is outstanding it's beautiful to look at uh and so is winona Ryder. so <laughs> she is like p 
peak. It's a, it's, uh, it's a big plot hole in that movie where he doesn't want to keep Winona Oh Ryder. my god, like, I told what? JC that too. I was like, yeah. I was like, no, no, like there's no Obviously, way it's... you're making the wrong choice from the jump here. Just Winona is yeah. the choice here. Like what? It is. It is. It's '90s Winona Ryder versus Michelle Pfeiffer just after Catwoman. So you're like, whoa, you know, that's a lot, dude. That's starting, a hard one for a man to make. Starting but. from Heather's Winona Ryder late '80s into '90s was like. For young Gonzo was was something, was something to be <laughs> young Gonzo. Um, but no, yeah, I am in. If we had ten in S tier, it would definitely be in my S tier. But because we're only doing five, it is definitely yeah. it'll be up there in the A tier for me as well. Uh, Hunter definitely S tier for right. you. So go for oh, it. Yeah, no, obviously, no <laughs> doubt. Well, is this, your number, this is your number one. <laughs> Yeah, this is my okay. this is my absolute favorite Scorsese movie and one of my favorite movies of all time. So, for me, it has to be S tier. And I will say, can we put an S tier now so I can at least see it there? <laughs> and, then, and then I will I will maybe relent based on what we do later. So as long as it's S tier now, I will be happy. But it is like it's like I said, after hours, it's Scorsese showing there is no genre he can't do. Literally, it's the most costume of costume dramas. I mean, it literally is. It's so much. Just, I don't want to say stuffy period piece because it's not stuffy, but it feels like it would be based on just looking at the cover and some of the images. But it is just exquisitely well made. It is fiery passion, but like icy repression at the same time. It's some of the best performances ever directed. It looks amazing. The score is one of my absolute favorites ever. The Elmer Bernstein score. Very good, yeah. Scorsese is kind of this one weird filmmaker, or like Spielberg and John Williams are like obviously no doubt but like there's some scorsese movies that have zero score and it's just all soundtrack and then there's some movies that are score but he doesn't use the same person all the time so it's just kind of fun to see him experiment i think this is one of the best ever so i am obviously best here all the way s plus 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 (laughs) jc no yeah like i'm 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 with hunter i would put it as as but i know since we only have a five limit of five is not going to be there, but also similar to Dave, like, I, was this your first time watching it when you watched it this summer? First time rewatching. I had seen it. Okay. I was, okay, so I yeah, was yeah. a little less on it when I first saw it, but the rewatch kind of put it over for me. Okay. Yeah. So similar to me, like I saw it in high school, like I mean, like when I was young, like I, I appreciated classic cinema, stuff like that, but I was, I'm, not, I'm still not big on period pieces, but along with Barry Lyndon and um the favorite, this might be my top three favorites. Yeah. Like I loved it. Like I was like I I told, I said in the last podcast I was in. It went from like my twenty second to my well eleven before Killers, but not twelve. But it's a huge jump. It's probably the Scorsese movie that has had the biggest jump on rewatch. Like pretty much everything you guys all said. Like Jack made me laugh when he said Joe Wright because if you if I was a casual, you told me oh this was made by the same guy that they made Pride and Prejudice and Atonement. I'm like okay yeah I'll, I'll believe it if I didn't know. But yeah, it's like it's, it shows that Scorsese doesn't have a genre that he can't work on. If he if he tries, he's gonna succeed in the most likely. Is is he calls it his most brutal film? And in a way, it is. Like if you've seen the ending, like that stuff crushes you more than many of his other movies do with with violence. Yeah, I co-sign. So we have two I, I, A. I well, go ahead, Hunter. I, go ahead. I don't want to take away from his other movies, but I do think Joanne Woodward is one of the best narrators he's ever had in terms it of... It works so her. good because I hate narration, but the, and that one, it works. Uh, I agree. Because I know it's, of course, it's a thing, but this is the one different movie where the narrator is not the character in the movie, and she's reading from the book, basically, and it's 
Oh, it's exquisite. It's, again, shows that Scorsese doesn't have to be doing the same narration technique. You can do a totally different one, and it's going to be one of the best ever. So let's, oh. for the purposes we'll, of we'll, Hunter we'll, visuals, we'll put it in S tier. We'll so take a picture yes. and hang it on the wall. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, I'll screenshot now, and then this will be the same. It's going to be your, 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 your phone cover. All right. I, I obviously when I see it, there's a couple movies left that we have where I'm like, yeah, probably, <laughs> but for now, at this exact moment. So next up, we have uh 1995's Poor Man's Goodfellas. I mean, Casino. Oh, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> <laughs> this is the one I also knew. It is like this is gonna be the fight. No, sh- I I will premise this by saying there is no shot this movie will end up in S tier. Like zero percent. Oh, uh- Zero I, I, I love this movie. It is S tier for me. Obviously, yes, I understand. I understand. I'm a realist as well, though. You only get one visual, Hunter. That's Age of Innocence. Yeah, uh, I was like, I can't be too greedy here. Pick my battles. Jack, get us started. Uh, yeah, I'm. Casino is. I like you said. It's often compared to the other crime movies he's made. That said, it does stand off really. It is, it, does, it is able to stand off on its own more so in the fact that there's uh, there's obviously bits of this in Goodfellas, but Casino, I think, is a very kind of just, like, look into a world that, like, we don't know. Like, the mob was already, like, one thing, but, like, the mob in Vegas, like, during, like, the peak of, like, the development of Vegas, like, was something that I think is just really fascinating and one that I was able to <clears throat> find really enjoying and... um uh, intelligent in some ways. Granted, I don't think the runtime is less warranted here than maybe some of his other longer movies. Uh, this is definitely the one where I have some like less interest in some of the middle parts, but overall, I would say I really like it. So I would probably have it low A. Probably, maybe, maybe dip into high B tier with the with the more movies coming soon. Um, but still, very, very positive on it overall. I'd say. I, I say I joke with Hunter, but it is still in my top like twelve. Okay, so um, I, I I I I get it too. I do. But I'm with um, I'm with Jack. I think I'm okay having it in A tier because it's still in my top like. 13 of it is but it's too long it's way too long like goodfellas is two hours and 20 minutes this is pushing nearly three hours and it's more and interesting um i do feel so goodfellas i've always felt that goodfellas all these characters are doing evil things and you still have a you especially tommy like you have a you still can root for Tommy. <laughs> like Joe Pesci in, in Casino is extremely unlikable. Oh, I don't, cardinal you, sins. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't like you don't him fuck homie's wife. And as, as good as Sharon Stone is, she's not as good as Lorraine Bracco is in Goodfellas, and I hate comparing the two. But I do think it's it does work in the whole idea of bringing the mob to Vegas and what it was doing during the time. I love De Niro's suits. I think that's probably the highlight of the movie for me. <laughs> yes. uh, it yeah, is it cool. is not the best movie De Niro did in 1995, and even just for that, we got to bring it down a notch. Um, yeah. So although, we spot the heat around the corner. I will, it, I will give it the slide of a boost. Incredible usage of Don Rickles. Oh yes, Don my, Rickles is and and then the reason I, I saw this incredible heat tech. Was, so and then the reason um 
The reason I did want to, I will give it to the A tiers because incredible use of Joe Bob Briggs. So I, knew, I was like, you don't bring it up. He's not, he's not being true to himself. Joe Bob Briggs, as he is just anytime you can say Joe Bob Briggs in a Scorsese movie, I'm I'm all in on that. So yeah, I, I'm good with I'm good with A tier. Yeah, JC. Man, uh, it's, it's, it's an A for me. Like I'm high, I'm a bit higher than Dave on it. I'm is my tenth, but I do I do agree with us. It's basically Goodfellas light. But if you're gonna copy from if Scorsese is gonna copy from anybody, why not copy from himself? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I agree. And, and then, it's like, what you no, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, no. Yeah, then it was like, like I like I said when it comes to Pesci as Tommy, you still like him, but when it comes to this stuff, it's like sport. The movie is freaking almost thirty years old. You know, he he you know he's he basically fucks his, his his best friend's wife. Like, come on, you don't do that. So, like, as much as I love Pesci's performance, that's always been like, damn, like, like I get money and corruption, and all that stuff, like, can mess up friendships, but it's like that should be a no no. And um, the suits are incredible, like Dave said. Like, I love how. And then score. I feel like on screen smokers, nobody captures smoking better than Scorsese capturing De Niro smoking cigarettes. Like in Goodfellas and this is just. So perfect the way he frames it, and it's just influential. But like we talk about Scarface being influential when it comes to rap, this movie has is it's in the similar stuff. Like my favorite rapper is Nas, and he he sampled the whole the whole movie in in a, a movie. I mean, in a song called Street Dreams. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's just a lot of things that I love about it. And Hunter, you are S tier here, right? <laughs> I'm S tier. I think it is Goodfellas mixed with the use of location, like in After Hours. In terms of he's making Vegas a character in this movie just as much as the other ones. Yeah. And I think on this epic scale of three hours long, I think he just does it so perfectly. Uh, the characters are more unlikable here, but I'm okay with that because they're still just as interesting. And I love the, the overall mob feel. And I think Sharon Stone is one of his best lead performances. That's not, you know, De Niro or DiCaprio or something mm-hmm. like that. It's one of those outsider ones. I think it's. One of his most rewatchables, at least for me, in terms of it just goes. It just goes. So, But so, I will say A tier is perfectly fine, and I'm very happy with that. All right. Lower I, end if you want to put it there. I'm going to spend... Maybe, maybe right... Yeah, right there. Perfect. I'm going to spend... I was about to say. I'm going to spend 45 seconds on the next one. 1997, <laughs> Kundin. You, I, I know we've got a certain order. Put it in C tier, and let's move on. C tier, yeah. yeah. All this I got to say... Uh, this is the biggest problem. I can't defend it because I haven't seen it. And I know I yeah. would defend it if I had seen it. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, well, the, the, Unfortunately. Is, could could okay, we agree it, for, for the insufficient evidence? For yeah. This one? The, the best Maybe? thing I can say. <laughs> I, the I, fact I, that you're. Go ahead. Dave, I, I think you, you, you're going to. I know you're going to say, but the fact that for people that have seen The Sopranos, the best thing about the most memorable thing about this movie is the fact that. That that Christopher Montesanti was like Marty Cundin. Cundin, yeah, yep. <laughs> <laughs> like when you when I think about that movie, that's all I think about that scene in because there was like a, a episode that uh, Scorsese Scorsese is uh, is supposed to be in the episode, but it's clearly a uh, uh, double. But that's literally what he says, Marty Cundin. I liked it. It's like yeah. Anybody that's seen Scar- anybody that's seen The Sopranos, when you think about this movie, that's all you think about. So that pretty much says what it is. It's like them like Deacon cinematography is beautiful. I wish they would have worked more, but. It's pretty much a history lesson. Yeah, we've already and, spent. Like, we've already spent two. Movie. Yeah, we've already spent. God, two it's a history. Here. A history uh, lesson from Martin Scorsese. That's the best movie ever. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I want to see this now. I, but this I, is also one of those where this is impossible to find. 
and worth the movie. It's yeah. never streaming anywhere, and all the DVD releases are so old that I'm like, I want to see this in like 4K. I, I want to fight. And you just can't. I'm gonna fight to put this in C tier. I, I don't even think it I belongs mean, in insufficient am, evidence. Yeah. This movie belongs in C tier. That's fine. I can't. What am I supposed to say, Jack? You haven't <laughs> seen it either, right? Nope. Yeah, throw that sucker okay. in C tier. <laughs> and at the at the okay. bottom of C, at the top of C, oh, no, no, no. yeah, yeah. right there, right? No, 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 right there, there right, there. Yeah. right there. All right, this one, I think, this is probably right, another right. one that it'll probably be JC and I, but I don't, uh, I yeah, don't really this, care. This is my last. I'm a bit one, higher. I'm a bit, I'm a bit higher. I don't really I'm care. Not going for, crazy. I don't care for this movie. Bringing out the dead in 1999. I'm fine in C tier. I really have nothing kind. I just, I think it's fine. I'm not really huge on it. <laughs> I'm perfectly fine in C tier with this one. JC? I mean, we're the only ones that seen it, so it's like a B and a C is going to equal to about a C anyway. So yeah, yeah. you can put it in the C tier. Throw that, throw but it's an underrated Nicolas Cage performance. That's all I, I, I Yeah, he's good. I've, I've, I've heard some praises for Nicolas Cage, and that, that seems like an interesting pairing of him and Scorsese. So. Yeah, it's a straight uh, script, so you already know. It's like, it's like I, it really. I'll put it in front of Kundan for sure. Yeah, in front of Kundan. Okay. <laughs> yeah, right there is fine. All right, next all right. up is. Yeah. Uh, now it's gonna. Uh, I, I, God. Uh, 2002. Throw that shit to the bottom. Okay. All right. Good, 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 good. So we have 2002. Yes, yes Jack. Yes. We have 2002's Gang of New York. I'm glad that you can get us started here, Jack, because I am 100% with you. Throw that fucker in C tier and let that shit sit there. I, can I. Can we at least debate where in C tier? In front of Kundun and behind Bringing Out the Dead. Oh, no, 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 no. We could put it at least at the top of C tier. I, I would give it some respect. For Daniel Day Lewis, I would put it at the top yeah. of C tier. Just put it in the front. I can't remember who, but I've been reading people saying that like Killers of the Flower Moon is like the worst like DiCaprio Scorsese like collaboration, and I'm just like. Hell no. Like, like it's like the favorite, and like what's the best is like you could debate that for a while because a lot of the performances are doing different things. But like, Gangs New York, it's just like there is definitely nowhere to go but up from there in terms of their partnership. Uh, Cameron Diaz too. People have like really kind of like flamed her, but I thought she was just fine. I didn't think she was like obscenely miscast or anything. But Razzie worthy. With with Daniel Day Lewis there, I mean they're kind of just getting dunked on by like everybody. You're just gig making everybody look worse. But John C. Riley, though, I will say, good, good, <laughs> good supporting bit, bit from him there. Yeah, he had a great tool too. This maybe is probably the most Oscar Beatty Scorsese has potentially. Uh, we can wow, the next one definitely. <laughs> the say, next one definitely. But yes, <laughs> it's one of the. It's either this one comes next, but. This one it definitely just falls more in the unmemorable end of things. So I'm de- definitely lower compared to everything with everything that comes after. Especially. So we have we have three C's and then Hunter. Go for it. Now this wasn't my Scorsese top ten before I saw After Hours and Kills of Flower Boots. Now it's gotten booted Good out. Good so man. Number twelve. <laughs> But I do think it's some of Scorsese's best world building as well. He's just weaving in around the catacombs, the tinderbox kind of places that just beat to hell and just everything. 
But then you also do have DiCaprio and Cameron Diaz. And the movie ends on a U2 song. I'm like, <laughs> Now, it's definitely filmed and made as if it was made in 2002 or 2000, whatever it was made in. But, like, it feels so it hasn't lasted as long as some other Scorsese movies that are absolutely timeless. And this is the one that feels the most dated, I think, of any movies I've seen of his. But then you also have Daniel Day Lewis there, just. And he's the saving <laughs> grace. It, and that's why he's. It might be one of my favorite Scorsese performances of all time. Like, oh, I, 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 I'm in agreement. I think he's really good. And that's why it's in so, C tier. If not, it'd probably be worse. Like, it would be <laughs> bottom A. No, I wouldn't even put it that for me. I'd say top B, but top C, that's fine. Whatever. I'm not going to. There's a lot to not. All right. Top <laughs> C. Know. All right. Throw it in there, Jack. All right. All ne- right. Next. Now- <laughs> See, ne- this is also on. Next Not for up, the bait that works. <laughs> so we have 2004 is the Aviator. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, I think there's only two levels for this, and I think we're all gonna. I mean, it's just if we agree on where we put it. So Jack, go for it. Now, if this were my list, and I was kind of just being made with like my metrics, this might make S tier if I'm being all right. Stop there. All right, we're done. We got it. S tier. We got it. <laughs> I, I think two, two you, you were talking about this kind of earlier. You were talking about this with Gangs in New York, but this for me is some of my favorite Scorsese world building. Granted, it's mm-hmm. like non-fictional and the world already yeah. existed, but just the the construction of it and the first like hour of this movie, the all of the coconut lounge or whatever it's called, and the the golf sequences. It's honestly a really good work movie. Whereas a lot of Scorsese movies are obviously like pretty chaotic. This one's kind of more on the calm side. And I really like that about this. Um, potentially my favorite DiCaprio Scorsese performance. Um, mm-hmm. tough, okay. tough, tough, it's a tough, like a, t- a tall order to like be the number one, but it's one that I think just got him at like the perfect kind of balance where he was kind of falling out of that, like kind of, Romeo, Juliet, Titanic, heartthrob, and leaning more into the dramatic roles. Like, he had done Catch Me If You Can and um, Gangs in New York in 02, but this in 04 for me was just, like, I think where he really gets, like, the confidence. And he certainly had some of that in Catch Me If You Can, which I honestly maybe put in my top five. I really love his performance in that movie. But, no, and then Catherine Hepburn, obviously, just one of my, one of my favorite Oscar wins, um of recent um and only fitting that she won an oscar for the <laughs> actress who's won the most oscars so for sure technically chalk one up more for Catherine Hepburn, but uh i would say yes we'll probably go a there's probably i i'm a here um yeah and this, i'm glad you because when we got cool you wasn't i wasn't big really on big on it i i <laughs> yeah, this and age of innocence were the i saw it one time and i really wasn't huge mm-hmm. on it and then that second time pushed it over uh but yeah i think leo's phenomenal in here blanchett's incredible in here i do put it in a i this is my second favorite dicaprio scorsese performance we're gonna get to the other one in a little bit um but yeah i'm I'm perfectly fine with this in a tier uh there's a there's literally only one more in s tier i'm gonna fight for so (laughs) oh two more two more i'm gonna fight for in s tier so uh i'm perfectly cool putting this in a tier Uh, hunter Yeah, no, this is right next to Age of Innocence for me, Scorsese's favorite movies, or my favorite of Scorsese's, I think. Just how he was perfectly miscast in Gangs of New York, he's perfectly cast here as Howard mm-hmm, Hughes, mm-hmm. which 
I'm glad they didn't, you know, because like a lot of the reviews for Games New York were saying Leo wasn't good. I'm glad they just didn't listen and just kept going with them in terms of that. Of course, <laughs> it didn't ditch him at all, which is great because he's perfect here. And I do love like when they're doing it in Babylon or um, oh, there's another movie I was talking about, like the just classical Hollywood. Marty's remaking it. Obviously, he does a little bit in Hugo, but earlier time period of like real early movies. But like just Marty making movies about movies is one of the most fun things to ever watch because you can tell. Even Cape Fear, when he brings Robert Mitchum and Gregory Peck back, you know he's doing that out of love. So it's just so much fun to watch him remake these movies. He absolutely adores. And so, yeah, it's uh, S tier for me. But if it's long as it's – if we put it right behind Raging Bull, I will be I, one happy person. I, I think that might be where we land with, all, yeah, with our inflation. I will be perfectly happy with that. Or, JC, you could help me and bring it up to S tier if you want. Oh, right it's S tier for me. It's my number seven. No, oh, that's not S tier. That's not S tier. Yeah. No, I'm okay with A, bud, but I'm, don't worry, Hunter. You're not alone. It's definitely S for me. <laughs> Like, at the the Quaalude scene is, is my favorite thing. Um, Leo perform a sequence in, in a Scorsese movie, but when when he ha- when Howard Hughes has the OCD, like when it really kicks in when he's yeah. in the room, mm-hmm. I love that performance. And then the plane crash is in my top five favorite Scorsese directed scenes. Mm-hmm. And the funny stuff is we I, we mentioned it when we talked about Rage uh, and Bull and um. Goodfellas. This was the third and last time that that he lost Best Director to an actor turned director. Was it was Robert <laughs> Redford? It was Robert Redford, Kevin Costner, and Clint Eastwood. And all three of those times, he should have won Best Director over those people. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like yeah, pretty much everybody nailed every all the thoughts. I love this. Yeah. This is one of my favorites, and I'm I'm glad that so many people are like. There's another one that people. I've seen more people have it in their top tens recently. So here we are. Jack saying he would put an S tier. JC said he would put an S tier. I'm definitely S tier. So what are we doing here, guys? <laughs> we can... I think this might be top of A tier. How about this? Let's put it in S tier and then we'll talk. We'll figure yeah, we'll it out. Oh my God. Why? Uh, <laughs> this is the best day of my life, new, honestly. New, honestly. New, 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 new screenshot. You got to screenshot it again, huh? Honestly, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> now, I honestly know where this is going to go once the two other movies come in. And I will agree with them. But for right now, I am the happiest man in the goddamn world. <laughs> so next up. Great. This, is the, this is the best sample size you could have gotten anybody. Next up, we have The Departed. Um. Yeah, got finally got him his Oscar. I think it's, yeah. uh, it's it, since we're only doing five, it's literally at the top of my A tier, like without a doubt. Uh, it's near the yeah. top. Uh, yep. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a very solid, well-made action crime drama yeah. film. I think everything about it, it's it. You can say it's like serviceman like, but it's just a Scorsese serviceman like. It's just like on another level. Um, but yeah, I just for the it got him his Oscar. It deserves to be in a. You know would have been, and oh. he actually got a good performance out of Mark Wahlberg, which is like yeah. to me a sh- a shocking P- turn P- of events. PTA, <laughs> PTA, Martin Scorsese, Seth MacFarlane, literally <laughs> it. <laughs> <Call it. laughs> Seth MacFarlane, we gotta record that and send to him. He'll keep that. I personally like it. I don't like the ending. That's, you don't like the rap? Nah, I, I have a, <laughs> yeah, I have a, they, I have a big yes. problem with the elevator thing. I, 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 oh, I, oh my god! In theaters, oh, no, that was so shocking. Uh, 
that was the best when I when I first saw it and I didn't know that I was like oh, that's still one of the biggest like it was a big holy twist, fuck I guess. Me, yeah. I guess yeah, if you want to call it a twist, I guess, in terms of what because you wouldn't expect DiCaprio to get shot. Like it's DiCaprio. Yeah. <laughs> Cosigned. Uh but no, I'm good with A tier. Uh Jack. Yeah, if, if we did this like four years ago, this would probably be like in my S tier. But this was one that like the more Scorsese I saw and the more other movies I saw him do of kind of just the further it got away. That said, still a great movie. I've got some issues kind of early on with just how frenetic it can like cut back and forth between like just random like people and like completely unrelated scenarios. Um, but yeah, I think um, Jack Nicholson uh, finally got him in a Scorsese movie. That was something that, it was just kind of what could have been to, though. Me, what could have been? To be gr- uh, okay. What could have been? Yeah, yeah. Always gotta have him. No, Pacino. Pacino yeah. was his first oh, choice. Yeah. Oh, oh, hell yeah! Well, that would have been yeah. he on a thousand. Bro, can you imagine? <laughs> oh my god! No, the the freaking no the freaking dildo scene. Oh. Just... <laughs> oh my god! Like, do you know John Lennon? <laughs> no, John Lennon. Oh my God! So, God, man, Pacino would have ate that the fuck one. up, man. Yeah, it would have been S tier then. I, I would say, like, probably like with the with its current standing right now, maybe the middle of A tier. Okay. Um, and then that, of course, we'll probably do some last minute order changes before we finish the tier list. Uh, All right, uh, Hunter. <laughs> I it's in my score says he top ten. I think it is. I would put it at the top of A tier. Okay. Not S tier. It's not S tier, but I think it would be above Raging Wolf for me in terms of our tier list. Yes. Yeah, which sounds right. sacrilegious to say almost in terms of this. <laughs> but I think any director who you know, I could say like, oh, my seventh favorite movie for them won Best Picture, Best Director. It's like it's <laughs> yeah. just how it is. Yeah. And it, but it was on TV. I don't know, just a few weeks ago because for kills fun. And it's like the most straightforward and just fun Scorsese movie there is. In terms of like, Goodfellas is obviously mostly so much more fun, but it's like I don't want to say important or anything, but there's something there's a little extra to this one. This one is just literally a Hollywood movie he's making, like Cape Fear, where there's no real extra levels of importance to it. It is so straightforward. It's just so much fun, and I think Jack Nicholson is like bad, but like I agree, great (laughs) kind of bad. It's kind of it's it's because I was watching, I was like he's just hamming it up and just not very good, but it's at the same time, it's so entertaining to watch. So I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I guess it's fitting. Yeah. It's fine. You know, it's whatever it's, but it, I don't, I don't want to be mean Dave, but I don't know if Al Pacino in that era would have been as better. It, than, it, yeah. You know? It would have probably been about uh, the same. Cause hold on. 2000, 2006 Al Pacino was not our top tier Al Pacino. I mean, it, it would just that... be either of them playing like the. It would either be Pacino like hamming it up to, to like he does, or it would be Nicholson doing his like. Yeah. yeah and then there's this, and yeah. Because Pacino <laughs> had been hamming it up for so long at that point, I think Pacino would have worked better for the hamming it up yeah. aspect. The hell yeah. But I mean, I luckily, we got Nicholson was we... like a flashy performance. Like I don't think he. We never got like a. I mean, the one moment I would say would be like the you dump it in the mark. <laughs> Not where he takes as like that's like the one part where that's you get funny. like mid seventies like electric Nicholson. Cause, uh, yeah, because I'm thinking like talking about the hamming it up. I mean, nothing tops. I mean, heat is heat, but Pacino and Devil's Advocate. I think it's the most ham. 
Yeah. Look, yeah. that movie deserves a little more. That one definitely deserves it. I think. I... What I think, I think it'd be just a little too much ham for his Pacino at this time. That's just true. A little too much for this movie. But yeah, no, top of A tier, I'm good with that. JC, you're I good with that. Uh, yeah, I mean it's S tier for me, but I'm okay with A at the top of the A because it's my it's in my top twenty favorite movies of all time, and okay. it's like we always talk about, especially now with like with like the when we were having the chat about Emily Blunt career Oscar stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Like it's a career Oscar, but this is actually a career Oscar where it deserved it. It was the best film of next of two thousand six, and it's funny how. We're given what we have, what happened with Chadwick Boseman when they they put it last. Oh yeah, yeah. And they didn't win. They had they had they had George Lucas, Spielberg, and Coppola giving the award. It was like it was obvious, but you imagine if it would have been like Paul Greengrass or I'm something. Gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a I'm gonna take an uh, a bold prediction and say because of who that was out there, they probably saw that he won. I I'm pretty sure when it comes to like. And- a and the Oscar goes to Alejandro oh, Gonzalez. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he probably would have been thinking yeah, because Baba yeah. won in the, go, in the Globes. And then yeah. uh, no, that would have been hilarious, though. It was like, uh-huh. yeah, he's gonna, they're going to hug him. <laughs> All right, so yeah. moving on because it's already, we're almost at two hours here. Uh, 2010, hey, we have Shutter it's, Island. What was, it's, it's worth it. What was once his most one of his most underrated movies is now one of his most overrated movies. And <laughs> I am. I, I'm just oh, gonna man, kick it off here. Placement. I like Shutter Island, but it belongs in B tier, and I don't think yeah. there's a discussion yeah. here. Jace, uh, uh, Jack, go for it. Yeah, I, I still think like that said, like Shutter Island is better than like a lot of directors' like peak movies. Probably, yep. I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, that said, compared to this director's movies, um, I do think it kind of just falls to the. To the lower end of B tier, but pretty much like we've been saying, like, I mean, everything from, like, the middle of C tier up has, like, I mean, everything really has, like, warrants of praise. But, yeah, this was one that has pretty much, like, I saw it, I liked it enough, and then, like, as you mentioned, it's continued to get, like, a second life, even though it's only been out for, like, 12 years or so. Um, And I just never really saw it to that that same hype, but still good. Especially right. with Scorsese blockbuster and Hunter. Well, I'll tell you why, dude. Because in high school, um, psychology class was like the <laughs> coolest class to take. Yes. <laughs> and this was this this was one of the movies they showed in psychology class. This was like the nice. movie they showed. Which at the time, I was like, "Holy shit, that's the coolest thing ever!" I didn't take psychology. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't. So that's why every high schooler's favorite Scorsese movie is Shutter Island because they all watched it. Or also Wolf of Wall Street, I guess. And this is the epitome of I was like, if we did S through F tier, this would be a C tier Scorsese movie. But I'm like, oh, it's it's still good. Like it's still a yeah. good movie, but it is not one of my favorites when I go in my ring. So I would put it like mid to low B in terms of what it is. But I think it's incredibly. I just talked about Departed being his most straightforward. I think this one is, but this this is most fun he's kind of having with like genre and horror movies and stuff he doesn't normally do but he's just leaning into as much he can i think the ending's kind of i don't say bad but they literally pull out a whiteboard and spell out the anagram (laughs) for him it's kind of stupid it's kind of stupid but it's fun enough i think i thought on the nature of daylight was original song from arrival until i watched this movie i was like wait a minute and then it (laughs) used it perfectly and here the opening into the 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 psych ward where he's playing like the Bom, bom, bom music. It's so cool. So, yeah. If there's a lot of good 
Evan thinks there's some bad Evan things. It's right in the middle for me. Yeah, it's um, it's a very good genre movie, but that's pretty oh, much yeah. where I land at it. Uh, I don't know where to put it near the top. Sorry, but uh, our list, yeah. JC, B tier. Um, yes, yeah, B, B, in front of Mean Streets for me. All right. Uh, yeah, it's like, it's like what we all said. It's like, of course, since he's doing genre film, he won his Oscar. So it was just like, you know, let me have fun with, uh, with the second one. The twist is predictable, but it's still a good one. And yeah, it's like, it's just, it's just, it's just him having, it's just him cooking and just having fun and doing a another commercial film like Kate is Like, okay, this is me doing genre. It's going to be a big box office hit. Let me, let's dump it in February, which is normally a month that doesn't have a lot of good wow. movies. Yeah, for sure. All right, next up is um, Hugo. Oh, yeah, I forgot. I got got delayed from October the previous year. 2011's Hugo. Um, (sighs) Another one that I pushed Dave to watch it again, and it went up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jack, go for it. Yeah, uh, definitely the most family-friendly Scorsese by a mile and a half. (laughs) Uh, And this... I'm trying to remember if I did see it when it was in theaters, because... I mean, it would have been my first Scorsese regardless, but I am yet, it's been a few years since I've rewatched it, but I've liked it quite a bit uh, each time I've watched it. And I always forget just like kind of, we were talking about it earlier, but just like the little kind of, the little love towards like that era of cinema, which like is like hardly covered in like movies. Uh, I think it's just really fascinating. And so I think just kind of for its purpose alone and it being like the family friendly Scorsese, I I want to put it in B, just I, and I was, it's also higher than everything below it for me at least. But if it ends up going lower, I wouldn't be too upset because I'm not over the moon for it. But it's really good for what it is. I'm actually much bigger on this now than when I was wow. younger. When I first saw it in 2011, I was, I remember Scorsese doing an interview and he was like, hey, "This is like the first movie I can actually show my daughter." Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> but no, I'm actually. There's like a whimsical aspect to the movie that I've that stuck with me since I first saw it. I, to me, it's uh, near the top of B, low wow. end of A. I'm actually really, wow. really big on it. In my personal rankings, in the, it's in the A tier. But I would take if if it hit, if it ends up in B, I'm perfectly fine with it. Uh, but yeah, I'm pretty big on it, much more than I was when I first saw it. Hunter, what about you? It's definitely the movie I wished I'd seen in theaters. I want, I kind of wanted to see what a Scorsese movie in 3D would have been like, especially yeah. the boom of 3D, because like, I trust him to make something cool out of it. And there's some shots I like. I watched this on Netflix, whatever it was, a couple years ago. And I was like, oh, that would have been cool to see in 3D, but it's whatever. I think it's yeah, a B tier Scorsese movie, maybe lower end. I think all the stuff with Melies when they watched him making movies is incredibly well done and so much fun. Just like I mentioned, The Aviator, Recreating Hollywood. I don't love Asa Butterfield or Chloe Grace Moretz as the main <laughs> leads. They're okay. For child performances, they're pretty good. I'm fine with it. But I, the problem is I like all the adult characters way more. Like I like Sacha Baron Cohen. I like Jude Law. I like Ben Kingsley. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I like them, Emily Mortimer. I was like, I want to spend more time with these people, but that's just not what it is. And maybe it's because we don't spend as much time with them. I want to spend more, but I think it is like a middle B, lower end tier Scorsese film, but it's still good. And JC, it's an A for me, but um, obviously at this point, it's going to be a B. Pretty much everything everybody said, like, is. It's another one example that we could throw at people that just, you know, casually say, oh, he only makes crime films. No, he also knows how to make crime movies. Just, 
for sure. We, the, the, yeah, that so, is, yeah, pretty much. It's like it's, it's, it's like a, a lot of our favorite filmmakers. They all do love letters to cinema. This is his. So I think let's throw it at the okay. You already put it where I thought. Um, all right, and then we have four more to go. Yep. Uh, th- I will sh- be fighting <laughs> we're, hard for we're, for two. We're, of- we're 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 gonna go ahead. I think as an executive decision, we're moving the color of money down because three of these next four I think make at least a tier. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Move it down. So yeah. I, I, I think that, that at least gets moved <laughs> down because. Great, great as he is, we, we, we can't be too excited. It, it does it does show that these are all movies Scorsese made after turning seventy years old, and we're all putting him at the top of his filmography. <laughs> so I think <laughs> it's I think it's, it's time. To think, but... I, I think it's time the Age of Innocence moves down because Wolf of Wall Street has arrived, and. <laughs> wow. I don't know. I literally knew. I knew. I knew it too. When, when I was looking at the list, I was like, "Okay, what movies are going to kick out? What are going to be?" In? And also, Age Wolf Wall Street's one of like top fifty films of all time. So I have no fucking. Hey, you, 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 better, you better. You better put the Departed before Age of Innocence. No. <laughs> No, we don't do that. Though. <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll decide at the end. We can reorganize a once we take. Yeah. yeah so, Wolf of Wall Street, Jack, go for it. Yeah, I would say this is probably the five in the S tier for me. Um, this is the one of the most chaotic movies he's ever made. Um, it has certainly gotten some notoriety in its ten years of existence with its appeal towards a certain demographic of people and some misinterpretations with the movies and in regards to the excess and all of that. But it really is just a incredible piece of filmmaking. And it's so many things at once. It's dramatic. It's insanely funny. It's really fun, um, which is insane for a movie that like can honestly get really disturbing and like not like a visceral way, but just like a lot of like the implications thinking in regards to like the impacts of like his effects on just like the normal people, which like, you know, never get to see, you never get to see the people on the other end of those phone calls and so on. But no, I think it's just one of, I think it is probably one of his most defining movies he's made in the latter half of his career. And one that I think genuinely holds up and will continue to do so. Yeah. I, I concur. It's my favorite Leo performance I've ever seen. It's, one of them, bris- the bris- we talk about like Killers of the Flower movie in 326. I think Wolf is the briskiest three hour movie I've I've seen in like the 2000s. Um, incredibly paced. Uh, this movie's just insanely batshit crazy, and I can't believe that came from Scorsese at his age. And the it's very interesting how people do not understand the end, and they have certain opinions of the end of the movie too. But overall, I think this movie is just. An insane roller coaster ride, and I am obsessed with it. It's in my personal five of Scorsese as well, so it is literally at the top, at the end of the S tier for me. So S tier for me, uh, Hunter. Yeah, it's pretty much the end of S tier for me as well. In terms of, I think it's one of his most watchable movies as well. I think I've said that about eight of his movies. I think at this point, honestly, so I'm kind of <laughs> running out of stuff to say here. But it is so much fun as well. It's like a car crash. Because you know the whole thing, you know, films so kinetically. You never, you, it's not that you, do, it's a car crash you don't want to look away from. It's a car crash you would like to be in the driver's seat for because it's so much fun to be in that car for those 10 minutes before, or those three hours before it crashes and burns and goes out. So I think it's also that. And at that age, to make the movie with the most swearing ever, 
Dude, hey, that takes talent right there. And it yeah. doesn't have Pepeshi or De Niro in it, and they're still doing it. That's crazy. And JC. Um, yeah, it's an S tier for me. It's the first Scorsese movie I was legally able to rated R movie I was able to see because I had to sneak in for the departed. But yeah, I it's Leo's greatest performance in my opinion. Should have won the Oscar over over Woody Harrelson. Now Mac McConaughey. I'm oh, sorry. So, yeah, what, the what other crew detective cast member. Sorry, 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 sorry. I'm out of it. We've been at it for two hours. Um, but yeah, no, as an S here for me is like Dave said, it's three hours, but it passes by so quick. That the energy is incredible, and yeah, there's not much really to add. It's is a is in my top five. So it's an S for me. Alrighty, S tier it is. You could put it above or below the aviator. What do we want to do? Right there. Uh, right aviator. there. Yeah, it's, yeah okay. it's a beautiful look. All right. Two Daenerys and two Leo. Next up, we have Silence. Um, uh, Jack. I, I really like this one, actually. I This was the first Scorsese I saw in theaters because um, I was 13 when Wolf of Wall Street came out, so that was not going to be... <laughs> That was that would have been a hard sell to the parents to get me to accompany that, but no. <laughs> for a religious household, Silence was a much much easier sell. Um, and no, I think it's I think it's great. Um, it's one of kind of Scorsese going back to his more like meditative pieces. It's one that is certainly a lot to get on one watch. I know it wasn't like a smash for me when I first saw it, but going back to it. Um, I've just grown to have a really strong appreciation for the movies that Scorsese finds like very personal. Um, and this is certainly one of the ones he's talked about the most in regards to that. Um, so I'm also glad it, it's kind of starting to now take that position of the, the soon to rise Scorsese movie with uh, notoriety. Cause I think that's currently the one that's in position of the, the underrated Scorsese at the current time with King of comedy and after hours getting their boost in popularity. So um, I would say maybe high, high B or maybe low A if we're feeling it. Yeah. I'm with, uh, I'm with you on the B. I like it just fine. Uh, I had a good, I had a very interesting experience watching this movie with the crowd at my theater when I saw it. Uh, but overall, like you said, it's more of a meditative uh, experience. It's not bottom. It's a great work. Uh, probably, to me, while Temptation is my favorite of his religious films, I think this is probably a better overall movie. But for me, I'm p- ter- perfectly fine with it in probably like middle B tier. Uh, Hunter. Uh, just like Jack, this was the first Scorsese movie I saw in theaters only because I was too young to see Shutter Island when it came out. I was mm-hmm. like, I'd be 11 years old. It's PG-13 Shutter Island, but that's a hard PG-13 in terms of what it's going for. Oh, I thought it was R. R. No, Is I think it, it, it might. Oh, I don't know. It might. Uh, let me check quick. It's right here. I haven't pulled up. It's. Oh, it's Radar. Never mind. Okay, oh, so I definitely like, have seen it. Just, <laughs> Right when I said it, I was like, "Actually, that's a very dark movie." So even <laughs> even though it's it's dark, and then my 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 dad went and saw The Wolf of Wall Street, but wouldn't take me with him. And Damn. honestly, I'm thank I'm thankful that he didn't because I don't want to watch that movie. My dad, he, he knew he knew before. He's like, "No, this is not a father son movie." I'm like, "Yeah, okay," but this was the first one I was able to go see by myself because this was PG-13. So, and I was yeah, at 15 years old, I think I was still too young to see this movie, and maybe I might still be now. But I absolutely loved it when it came out. This is one of the first movies that like formed 
not that this is some like indie movie you had to go seek out, but this is not a blockbuster. When I at that age, I was still seeing only blockbusters movies that grossed hundred million dollars or whatever that kind That's of stuff. And this was the, Kings this is the, yeah, Kingsman was your favorite movie. movie. Exactly. That's <laughs> at that age, Kingsman was my favorite movie. Just think of that. That's what it was. And the, now I was going to see this, and I was like, oh wait, no, this is something else. And I knew who Scorsese was, kind of. This was like the big gateway into that, and obviously like slower paced movies, more methodical ones. And I think obviously with Scorsese, you know, he's the best at doing whatever he's doing. So I think it's a tier. I think it'd be lower a tier for me as well. And JC. I'm at an A as well. I think it's his most profoundly moving movie. It's the best out of his religious movies. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I also saw it in theaters and even I was in my twenties, but I still feel I didn't like, I wasn't at the right age to appreciate it the way I should have. Like I liked it more. I was like, I always liked it, but on my second rewatch during the, a few weeks ago, I, I'm like, yeah, I have, to have a better understanding of it. Andrew Garfield and Ad, Adam Driver are great, and it also came at a point where it was like, okay, Neeson is reminding people he's he's still a really good actor, even though he's just in his action movie phase. Uh, all right, I I guess you can put it at the end of I don't know. I'll put it, I'll put it at the top of B. Yeah, that's today. fine. Oh. All right. Oh, uh, the the critic circle is gonna be mad about this one. It's okay. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> I'm mad about this one. <laughs> All right. Next, last two, the three hour plus movies. Uh, hey, yeah. The Irishman. Yeah. Uh, I if I have to go last to make my pitch for S, then go for it. What's the area? I I S tier as well. This is. One of his best better movies. All right, Jack, you're the. I think you're the lone wolf on this. Merck, where do you stand? Oh, I'm gonna S on it too. S. Okay. So here, well, here's the quandary. We have three S's for this, and we had three S's for the Aviator. So one of them. I, one of, I, one I, of them, I mean, one of them gets caught. I I'm the strongest <laughs> S for Aviator, but I also know the S's for this are much stronger than they were That's, for the Aviator. Yeah. yeah. There so, was more like, support. <laughs> Where where are you? Where are you, Jack? I if if this were me and I would put it from there, I would probably put it at the top of A tier. Just out of yeah, I, 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 I have it. Tier. I have I have the yeah. Aviator higher. I think we. I think the ones that are high for the Aviator, we all have it higher than we do the Irishman. That's not not, not, not me. <laughs> no, yeah. sir, but I think me. I think me, Jack, and and Hunter do. Uh, yeah, I, Aviator's in my top five. Okay. It's my number seven. The followed by Irishman eight. Because the Irishman is top five for me as well. I'm Uh-oh. trying to think of like in terms of quintessential Scorsese. I think I think th- the Irishman is more of a Scorsese film and like on his filmography. And I also think it captures the themes of his of what he's experiencing in the twilight of his life. The the Irishman, like I I I mean, listen, <laughs> I was barely I was thirty thirty. Three when I saw the Irishman as Harley screamed in the background because she agrees with me. Um, I was thirty three when I saw the Irishman, and even at thirty three, I understood exactly like what he was trying to get at with Twilight and of not just his career but his life. The idea of what that movie does, especially with the ending, I think the Irishman's ending is probably my favorite Scorsese ending because of where we are in that last conversation where De Niro has with the i guess fbi agents where they are trying to still get him to talk on the event that occurred and he still 
one would not rat anybody out and two the idea that he doesn't that he comes to the realization when he's told he's the only one and last one left and everyone is gone and then coinciding with the end of keeping the door open which makes me just heartbroken because i think he still has hoffa in the back of his mind because that's something that hoffa told him when they were in the hotel room uh i think pacino is his best performance in decades um pesci i think gives one of the most surprising performances as opposed to the type of type of things he used to do de niro is phenomenal in it i think the score is really great i think i don't know this movie really just has has had an effect on me since i first saw it it's literally like continues to grow up my top favorite films of all time i I, yeah this movie is very very special to me i I think this is one of those that as time progresses people will really understand like the master class of work that's done here um it's a shame that this movie falls in line with fucking gangs of new york as the movies that he has that didn't win oscars like (laughs) the disgrace I'm gonna get one. I'm gonna get one. But I am fighting. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting worried for Kills of the Flower Moon too. The more things happen, I'm like, I it better not. But uh, so yeah, I am very. This is my number three Scorsese. So I am very heavy on this in S tier. Okay. All right. Yeah. We. we I, I I like how I debated against Aviator for about thirty seconds there, but I also love Irishman. I think it is. The like the or like Goodfellas and Silence mixed together basically in terms of that's a good the slower human condition you know meditation on your choice in life against the fast paced fun of Goodfellas as well. Right. It's it's I think it is yeah his most like not personal but in terms of like just what he's trying to say I think it is one of his most powerful films in his messaging. I feel like he couldn't have made it at any other point in his career. Like, uh, 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 he made it at the right time because he he was like it, it reflects a lot of, like some of the stuff of his career, like reflecting on the past and his past work and stuff. And it does blend mm-hmm. in very well with the two types of films that he is best known for, like the genre mob film and more of a rep- retrospective uh, study. I mean, I think that blends in perfectly with everything that he has put together in his career. Yeah. You can talk about the CGI and all that nonsense, but at the end of the day, like that movie is not about like first act CGI. Like, yeah, you could have done a little couple of things differently CGI wise, but you're missing the point. If that's what you're taking from the movie, not you guys, just a generalization of like yeah. some of the qualms I've seen towards it. So yeah. Hi S tier, baby. Put that fucker in S tier. Right. I, I, have, I have no issue. Put it like, <laughs> where, yeah, where, where it's, an S tier. Keep it it's, there. It, it, it's a, we're going to talk. I, I think okay. it stays yeah, there, yeah. Okay, I, they're they're all my top first. 10. Yeah, yeah and, and then now, fo- finally, the- Killers of the Flower Moon. <laughs> <laughs> um, G- Jack, go for it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think we just balance it out here and throw it in the A tier. Yeah, think yeah. He, 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 he's not slowing. He's not slowing down. There's definitely uh, not a B. Only, only oh, God, in age no. is he slowing down. He is clearly still at the at the very, maybe not the strongest, but still very, 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 very capable with his powers. Uh, continues to evolve as a filmmaker. You think that somebody who's been working for 80 years, you've been thinking somebody who's been working for about 50 years would just be stuck in their ways, but no, he's constantly changing, and this movie is certainly no different. Uh, 
Where it falls in the A tier, we can certainly discuss, uh, but I do think it's up there among those currently. All right. Mm -hmm. Uh, I am with you. It's probably my 11, 12 range of his. Um, I think the movie, I think it's going to need a lot of rewatches for me. Um, I don't think it's going to get ever into the top five, but when your movie is three hours and 26 minutes and it doesn't have the same effect emotionally that the Irishman did, I agree, Harley. Um, I don't know how much, how often I'm going to be rewatching this movie, but um, overall, I think it's effective in terms of what he's trying to accomplish. I do think it's a tad too long, but I like Jack. I do agree. Let's throw it at the end of A tier, and we can have a nice, perfect balance there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hunter, what do you think? I, it definitely one of those where it's it's Scorsese, not as, I guess not as longest, but Irishman's, but it's not his fastest paced movie at three hours twenty six minutes. But even a slower paced Scorsese movie is still perfectly edited and everything. And I I, I don't want to, you know, I, it's another reason why I don't be on social media. Every single time I, somebody says they should have a runtime for this movie, or sorry, not a runtime, an intermission for this movie, is some of the stupidest things I've ever heard. Where thank you. You want to limit Thelma Schoonmaker and Martin Scorsese editing their movies when they probably they did spend over a year on this movie editing it and just putting it together. And I've, I would love to have him make a five hour cut and put it on um, Apple. Apple. But I know he does. He doesn't do that. I know he doesn't mm. do director's cuts. I, so, but I which agree. Is fine. He doesn't. He doesn't need to. He doesn't. Fun, need to. The funniest perfect. content of like and listen. No disrespect to anyone that didn't like the movie, but. Yeah. The idea that people think they can edit and direct a better movie than Martin Scorsese. It's that where I'm like, I don't think I need to be three hours, 26 minutes, but there was never, there was not one single scene I didn't like or was like unnecessary. And I think it's the ending to the movie is one of those best, actually. It's one of those where it was like the Babylon ending where I saw it the first time and I was like a little strange and weird, but then I just have not stopped thinking about it since. And I think it's one of his best in the best way possible to end that story besides instead of just using the normal conventional black screen, white text kind of post credit thing or not post credit, but thing like that. So yeah, it's definitely a middle A tier for me is where I'd put it in there. And JC. Um, at an A as well is like pretty much everything you guys have said. Like I do, you do obviously you do feel the runtime, but I, I honestly, there's not a, when I try to think about it, it's not a really, I can't think of a scene that I would take out. And it's um yeah it's just it's an important story to tell. I love the ending because we're not gonna spoil because for people that haven't seen it, but like is it's very telling about like what we just saw. Like there's a lot of there's a lot of meta like hidden messages to it. Like it is it's just, it's an ending that stays with you. Like is I heard people like were like oh there were little some issues because they felt like a little bit comedic per se with certain things, but I'm like that's how things were back then. Mm-hmm. Also, I think it's one of De Niro's very best performances. I absolutely, absolutely loved him. And I do hate that people are like, you feel the runtime. I was like, you should feel the runtime in this movie. This is not a... But it was never boring. Like, yeah. It was never boring. But like, three this, three like, hours the, is three hours. The Wolf of Wall Street is quick, and that's the point of the story. And like same with the Irishman. You should feel this. This is a long, harrowing, kind of de- not depressing i want to say movie but like you feel you should feel as tired as these characters are after it that is you know what you are meant to be feeling through the editing and directing of this movie it's not not every three-hour movie has to fly by and be you know fun i don't know and that's me off my soapbox here damn kids and kills the flower moon 
It's one of the best movies of the year. Damn it. All right, so A tier. I think right there is fine. Yeah. Hunts is like, really? I mean, I haven't seen a king of comedy, so what am I supposed to say? But Alrighty, so here we are. We've arrived. I don't think there's many, like, I think we can just, instead of reorganizing A tier, we can just classify this as A tier, not specific. Order, yeah. But yeah. Well, do yeah. you is there any disagreements on tiers that you would change? Um, maybe the only one, but it would kind of throw it off. I would put silence in a tier, but at the same time, it's kind of it looks nice that there's they're all kind of symmetrical. So I don't want to mess with that. <laughs> I, I, I I would not be opposed. If it means casino goes to B, I would be okay with that. Uh, well, no, okay. that, that's not my trade. I wouldn't make that. No, trade. so okay. uh, I, I'm not, I'm not heartbroken on <laughs> that because yeah, uh, because they're, they're, they're would, like it, they're like interchangeable in my ranking. Yeah. so I, I, I would not care less. It's like so. as good as way it is. <laughs> maybe yeah. The only ones, I guess we just said A tier is not in order, but I would like it to. Um, um, for canon be in order so we could say that Aviator and Age of Innocence are at the top of A tier. For you, I'm perfectly fine with that. Uh, uh, okay. So we finished up. I actually do like how organized this actually looks, to be honest yeah. with you. Um, Jack, if you can screenshot this and send it to me Already and I'll post it. it. Um, so in insufficient I, evidence, we have his first two films, which is perfectly fine which, with that. It's fine. In C tier, we have Gangs of New York, New York, New York. Alice doesn't live here anymore. Uh, Bringing Out the Dead and Kundan. In B tier, we have Silence, Color of Money, Hugo, Last Temptation of Christ, Cape Fear, Mean Streets, and Shutter Island. In A tier, we have The Aviator, Age of Innocence, The Potted, Raging Bull, King of Comedy, Killers of the Flower Moon, and Casino. And the S tier... Goodfellas, Taxi Driver, After Hours, The Wolf of Wall Street, and The Irishman. I am very happy with how this turned out, my friends. Yeah. And let us say he literally could have had like ten S tiers, but we were trying to be fair. We, 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 got, yeah. we gotta, we gotta, we gotta be, we gotta be mean here. We gotta... This, this was, this was the five I expect to be in the S tier in terms of that. Yeah, we I, have. I, 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 Irishman was the one, was the one flex, but after I, I thought the part it was gonna be. Fly. Do we have to be um, uh, mean in these streets? <laughs> <laughs> Raging Bull was the, the big wild card for me. I was thinking. I mean, I knew it was not going to go below A tier, but I was like, I wonder where it would yeah. go. <laughs> but uh, this is a great two-hour breakdown. This is definitely something we probably would do again in the future. But yeah, Jack, tell everyone they can find you. Yeah, you can find me on Letterboxd. You can see what I'm watching. Just look at my name, Jack Renault. Uh, and then you can also see all of us on the League of Cinephiles. Should be. Getting back to those episodes here pretty soon as well. And Mr. Friesen. Hey, Napoleon's coming out soon. We could do Ridley Scott. I'll admit it would mm. not be as fun as there's so many blind spots for a lot of people. That yeah, well we, that we, we and I would have to, I would have to allow D and F tiers because there are some Ridley Scott movies <laughs> that aren't really that good. <laughs> there are some where I'm like, eh, they're not very good. So it would be one hour. Well, Fincher's just 10 movies, but it'd be great. It'd be fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can find me at cinemadispatch.com, cinemadispatch on Instagram and Twitter. There's so many screenings coming up soon. Maestro, Napoleon, Priscilla, the Marvels, uh, poor things as well. You know, it just it's the greatest time of the year. So look forward to all that stuff. 
JC, as always, thank you for coming on. This is very, very fun. Where can everyone find you? Uh, you can find me at Mark with the Movies on Instagram. I pretty much post news about everything independent movies, TV, and and like high budget movies. Um, currently running a one year project of 90 Film Friday where I'm trying to review like more lesser known 90s movies and I do a lot of anniversary reviews. And you could find me on Video Cinephiles, which we'll, we'll be having our final season starting in January, I believe it is. And you can find me at thecinematicreel.com and on Instagram, Letterboxd. X, Twitter, whatever they call it now, and Ron, my work on Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> until December, because we are taking a little bit holiday break until next month when we kick off the holiday season with Die Hard. See you at the movies, kids. <laughs>